This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. And KLEQ and KLEQ HD1 El Paso. A Town Square media station. To our Friday show, everybody, we're ready to get things started. We have guests scheduled for today. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. The most important thing, though, is that you're here. Thank you for joining us today as we get ready and start the countdown for the weekend. Woo! The weekend will be here very soon. Nico, you should be very excited. You get to do. You get stage time. This yep. weekend, opening so for Carlos Mencia. How exciting is that? Yeah, very exciting. It's also technically work. Mm. What a job you have. <laughs> I never, never get to enjoy my Saturdays the same way. But yes, I'm super excited. Nico, you're going to get some dates out of this. <laughs> well, I've done it for like the past four or five years. So oh, okay. you, like really Carlos, does Carlos request you as the MC? Yeah. I was we, we I met you at the strip club with him. Remember, I met you at the comic strip, and then we went to the strip. The comic was, strip. The, the, yeah, comic, the strip. comic strip club. <laughs> oh, that that would be good. He ought to. He ought to. Buzz open has a whole thing called, called comic strip. He has a whole yeah. T-shirt called comic strippers. <laughs> if you were gonna go there, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the weather. I want to show you a weather chart uh, underneath a story that says. Numerous areas of flash flooding, likely throughout the southwest. And they got it broken down into colors. So let me just bring this chart up for you. So uh, all all of this, the green, the yellow, and the red, uh, represent excessive rainfall threat. The red part is the highest excessive rainfall threat. And it's a little, it's right along the border in Arizona. New Mexico, and right there in the little corner of Texas. So the, we are under the red part of the rainfall, excessive rainfall threat, which could lead to uh, localized flooding. It'll also lead to uh, rivers uh, and other bodies of water uh, overflowing their banks. So, yeah, there's a big chunk of all the way from Utah down through Colorado and New Mexico and Check this out. El Paso's right in the high alert area. 
So let me tell you what the weather holds in store for us. Here's the forecast. The golfer's forecast for the weekend is brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Set up all your tee times and reservations online. You can do it all online now at PaintedDunes.com. For today's forecast, scattered thunderstorms. We are seeing a 20 to 40% chance of rain this afternoon. 82 is going to be the high temperature. Now, it's tonight, overnight into Saturday that we're really looking at just this wall of rain that's moving in and thunderstorms overnight. 80 to 90% of the coverage area is going to get hit by the, this rainfall tonight. Rainfall uh, amounts continue through the weekend on Sunday. Less, uh, we're back down at about the 20 to 30% uh, coverage range, uh, but we're seeing chances of... Uh, rainfall continuing on through Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week, but really late tonight, overnight, and then into Saturday is when we might see that that excessive rain that put us in the red part of that map that I was referring to just a few minutes ago. KLAQ's partner station, 600 ESPN, is the official home of UTEP Miners football and men's basketball. So there's a conflict that uh, on the 27th, the Miners season opener against North Texas. And that game is going to be heard on KLAQ. So we got a few scheduling conflicts. We're going to have like the first, I think, three games for the UTEP season are going to be on KLAQ. Uh, this is coming up in a week. UTEP announcer John Teicher, the legend, will bring you the pregame show starting at 6 o'clock on the 27th. Kickoff is 7 o'clock. There may be a handful, maybe a maybe a few thousand tickets left, but not many. UTEP Miners football on the queue is brought to you by Specs Wines, Spirits, and Foods. And follow the Miners all season long, including the weekly coaches show on our partner station, 600 ESPN El Paso. And we've been talking about this flyaway trip and talk. Uh, this is Iron Maiden in Denver, Colorado on September 17th. We got today, we got Saturday, and we've got Sunday for you to get registered. Get as many registrations as you can in. And for all three days, let me narrow it down for you. So our first code word, we, we're talking code words. This is a mobile app contest. It's going to be this morning at around 10:15 a.m. So just about 15 minutes after the morning show wraps up, Veronica Gonzalez is going to let you know what the code word is. Once you get that code word at 10:15, enter it on the KLAQ mobile app. So get the app if you don't have it. It's free. And uh, that's the way to win this flyaway trip uh, with airfare and hotel and $500 spending cash and concert tickets and concert T-shirts and everything all included. Get the KLAQ mobile app. The next uh, code word is going to be at around, these are all approximate times, but around 2.15 p.m. And then 5.15 p.m. That is today. Also, Saturday and Sunday, those are your final. We're down to the nine last code words for you to get registered. But the sponsor is Earl of Sandwich. They just opened the first Earl of Sandwich in El Paso at 3581 North Zaragoza. And KLEQ is going to be there to help them celebrate the grand opening. We're going to be out there from noon to 2, and you can win tickets for UTEP versus North Texas. That's the home opener, that game we were talking about. Also, Glengars is going to be there and ask him about how you can join the KLAQ Food Fighters. That's right, the Food Fighters. 
Not to be confused with the Foo Fighters. We're, oh, the, yes. we're the Food Fighters. <laughs> In September, the KLEQ Food Fighters will be fighting for food to fill the pantry of the El Paso Food Bank. So this is the new Earl of Sandwich. Drop by and check it Check it out. This Saturday, that's tomorrow, noon to 2, Glenn Gars is going to be there. He's going to have lots of stuff for you to win, including tickets for UTEP's home opener against North Texas. All right. Very exciting stuff going on. Let's find out what's happening uh, today, and we're going to start with news. So, uh, Megan, why don't you lead off today? What do we have coming up in news headlines? Sure, Buzz. Well, the rain is affecting more than just those big potholes in the streets. UTEP Football Fan Day is canceled for Saturday. Mm. I have all the info on that. Also, Deshaun Watson, his official punishment has been handed down by the NFL. They have significantly added to to the punishment against Deshaun Watson. They have, but uh, Texas fans are going to want to know more about that. So if you're a fan of the of the uh, Texas football, not the Dallas Cowboys, the but Texans. the Texans, yes, you're definitely going to want to know. Where, where Deshaun was the quarterback. He was the quarterback there. So why that's important, I will tell you. We've got an update on the monkeypox vaccine uh, in national news and an update on Donald Trump and the Mar-a-Lago FBI situation, the affidavit, if it's going to be... What? Let me ask, let me just stop you for a second here. Sure. And why? So the latest I'm hearing is that Donald Trump is saying that that he wants to release the closed circuit TV, you that know, like is, the security yes, footage mm-hmm. when the FBI came in. Why would he want to that to be seen? Do you think? You know, maybe uh, for some media attention <laughs> for them to to you know display displeasure with the raid, you know that that happened. I would think maybe it's for. Uh, I, I, no, I'm sure they've reviewed the tape already, so they know well, what's he, on it. He can. Re- I, I would think he could release that, right? Unless there's some yeah. hold in the no, FBI. No, no, yeah, That's no. his personal thing. Per, his could, tape. Yeah, so he could do that anytime. You're allowed to record law enforcement as right. long as you don't interfere with law enforcement. It's totally that, within that his rights to, if he wants to, to release that. Right, security cameras everywhere, I'm sure. Maybe it's going to show, hey, look, the FBI, this was supposed to be a very, fairly narrow uh, scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the attorney general says. You know, what if they were just going willy-nilly and going through, you know, right, everything? Yeah. Maybe that's what he wants well, to I show. Think, I mean, I don't know yeah. why he's saying. I don't know if it's a bluff, right. if it's for real, why why he thinks that it would help his cause mm-hmm. if the people saw the FBI going through Mar-a-Lago. Nico, you follow this? I hadn't heard this thing, so I guess he, he was saying, oh, I have a tape of them going through my stuff? Well, they've got closed-circuit TV. They've got security cameras everywhere at Mar-a-Lago. So, yeah, he's saying that he would, the former president is, that he would, he'd he'd like to release that so the public can see how, but we don't know what the motive necessarily is. We don't know the motive, but again, it's not about me, but I think transparency is the best way to go. Sure. If there's a tape of it and, and Americans have questions and it's really got people on both sides riled up and yeah. you can answer some of those questions by all means bring totally. it on uh joanna barba has our entertainment news coming up as she does every morning good morning joanna good morning, good morning. what's coming up on hollywood news well republican figures in new mexico are not very happy with the statues of the breaking bad characters that were unveiled last month in albuquerque why because they say that they are glorifying meth makers <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, what's wrong with meth makers? They're glorifying characters on a show <laughs> about, about meth, meth makers. makers. A very popular show that made New Mexico 
Well, the Republican state representative, you know what? Rob Actually, Montoya is not happy. The statues look like who they're supposed to look like. It doesn't look like that horrible Ronaldo statue that they put or up. Or the Lucy the one. The Lucy one. That, that one was scary. Up. These are pretty, pretty good likenesses. And are they in front of governmental buildings or something? <laughs> I can't remember are where they are. Just, are. I think they're, they're like in like the common, I don't know, town square that they have. <laughs> Two statues depicting characters Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Oh, that's at the convention center. center. Okay. Convention okay. I can't think of a single thing cooler when you got people in town from out of town. Hey, what's Albuquerque? This is where Breaking Bad was set. Exactly. They it's great. Exactly. They it's totally yeah, love it because they got like tours, yeah. different tours. You can go one on in an RV where they show you where filming locations were. It's great. Yep. We all know Albuquerque has a meth problem, guys. Like a real <laughs> a meth problem. Right, but it had it before the show, too. Right, and the show's like, let's just capitalize on how much meth is here in town. As far as I could tell... Now I, let's put some statues up of our most famous meth dealers. It doesn't show them, like, in their meth lab gear, or it doesn't show them holding a bag of meth or anything like that. <laughs> I think this is, you know, super cool. And I bet you most of the people in Albuquerque... Oh, for sure. The mayor's well. totally love it. The mayor's it. on board with it. Yeah. But the meth heads love it. Uh, let's see. There's a conservative <laughs> talk host. Well, of course there is. And a Republican state representative who are condemning the 500-pound statues. Right. Oh, man. Leave the statues alone. I'm so tired of talking about statues in the last <laughs> five years. Right. That's like, just leave whatever. The statues, ugh. Over the statues. Didn't we tear down a statue <laughs> of Robert E. Lee somewhere else? For <laughs> uh, Robert sure, e. did. Robert E. Lee wasn't making meth in a trailer. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Sorry. He was enslaving human beings and fighting for his right to continue to enslave human beings. <laughs> uh, Nika, what do you bring to the show for us today? You've always got something off the beaten path. A, uh, out there. Yeah. A new study from the Journal of Cannabis Research. Yes, there is a journal of cannabis research. Yeah, it's called High Times. I see it at Barnes and <laughs> Right? Isn't that what it is? No, it's called the Journal of Cannabis Research. And the study says that weed might have been helpful for those fighting off coronavirus. Really? They, got, they have the strong lungs. The results showed that people who were uh, admitted to the hospital or showed up to the hospital uh, with COVID symptoms, but also has had a history of smoking cannabis, had decreased inflammation markers throughout their body and in their lungs. See, <clears throat> here's how it's, here's what I, here's what my assumptions would be. If you're, if, uh, so it's a respiratory disease, right? COVID. Yes. You know, attacks the respiratory system. Among other things, anybody who's smoking anything, it seems like you're compromising your respiratory health. And I think that would apply to uh, to marijuana. But you're saying this study. What I'm saying, saying the opposite is you're wrong. OK, yeah. right. no, no, no. Uh, the, you would assume that Wouldn't they have said, hey, this this might be worse if you've got emphysema, if you've already got some kind of problem breathing. And they included, you know, smokers, recreational smokers. Of cigarettes. What's the question? <laughs> how is marijuana, how would that help you if you were battling COVID? I just said that it was shown to reduce the inflammation markers. So oh. COVID was able to pre prevent oh, okay. COVID from, from uh, having the worst kind of symptoms uh, that people who were eventually put on ventilators had. All right. 
Uh, yeah. You know what a good movie to watch when you're uh, fighting off COVID? Let's say, let's use that euphemism. When you're fighting off COVID using cannabis, the what? Will Ferrell's Land of the Lost is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good movie, but you might want to add that to your stoner library. Land of the Lost. The report so concludes hard. that cannabis users were more likely to have lower levels of inflammatory, inflammatory markers at admission compared to non-users, and it was sustained throughout the uh, hospital course with cannabis users continuing to have lower inflammatory markers compared to non-users. Cannabis, is there no problem that it can't solve? Right, that's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) I I figured that was the point you were probably dancing around, right? It solves everything. Let's get to our late night roundup, and this is for all of you uh, fellow early risers, if you didn't stay up late. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. They are just moments away from Fort Bliss at the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Follow Pumping Ink Tattoo on social media or go to PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. We got uh, cloudy skies in the forecast today. Continued chance of rain, especially tonight and overnight. So we've got some red alert uh heavy rainfall notifications for this part of the country the southwest but especially you know el paso from here to tucson it looks like under, yep. uh, pretty extreme this is in there yeah the las red. cruces yep. is included in the red what day did you say there was going to be 98 percent chance of oh not chance of rain well yeah when the, 98 so when when you hear something like there's a 98 percent chance of rain uh, and again, this is so counterintuitive that it had to be explained to me by meteorologists. <laughs> what that means is for the coverage area. So whatever that is, the city of, let's say, El the Paso. city of El Paso, but it, a, a little further than that. It doesn't mean there's a 2% chance that we won't get any rain. What it means is 98% of that coverage area is going to get some rainfall. So all of El Paso is yeah, getting rain. That's right. Overnight tonight. So I've got a map here. It shows... All of this, even the green and yellow parts on this map, are excessive rainfall threat. But the red part that you see here that goes from Tucson all the way out to El Paso, that is in the red area. So looking for some heavy rainfall could uh, lead to local flooding and eventually maybe even uh, bodies of water running over their banks. So uh, that is a national uh, weather alert for flooding and in the southwest part of the United States, and El Paso is right there in the middle of it. So uh, tonight is when the rain's supposed to come through. I think they have uh, moved that down just a little bit. It's an 85 to 90 percent chance of rain overnight going into Saturday. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Don't forget, you can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com. That's PaintedDunes.com. Johanna's going to have entertainment news on the way, but let's get to our Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of events first. It's Friday. The weekend's almost here, guys. Just hold on for a couple more hours, and we'll be starting the weekend. Today is International Orangutan Day. <laughs> Orangutan. Are they considered great apes? They are. Oh. You know a lot about monkeys, don't you? Uh, 
monkeys and apes are different, <laughs> actually. But orangutans, yes, are one of the members of the great ape family. Point made. Today is Kool-Aid Day. Drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, go ahead. Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> After years of being told, don't, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Today is Men's Grooming Day. Ah. Finally, you can do something about that. <laughs> Today is, oh, God, Talk Like Jar Jar Binks Day. Misa so happy. You's a save of me. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of doing a hate crime when I do a Jar Jar Binks impersonation. Misa, love you. Today is World Photo Day and Aviation Day. It's also oh, Potato Day. Potato yeah. Day. I like potatoes. Yeah? Under un, Underrated vegetable. A french fry, a mashed potato. Oh, yeah. A baked potato. A baked potato. A baked potato. It's great. Birthdays today. Uh, I got to include this one uh, because he's from El Paso. We have a connection to Star Trek. The creator of Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry, uh, was born on this date in 1921. He passed away in 1991, mm. right after Star Trek Next Generation it was starting to get really popular. But uh, El Paso's Gene Roddenberry birth anniversary. Wow. Is Did you today. know him, Buzz? No. Did you no, him? no. No. I, you know, that would have been a great honor, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Also, another Star Trek uh, birthday, Jonathan Frakes, the actor who played Commander Riker on Next Generation, turned 70 today. Woo! He was also the director for First Contact, and he's the director for a lot of the new episodes. Matthew Perry, who played Chandler Bing on Friends, is 57. Chandler Bing. <laughs> <laughs> and Kira Sedgwick. Is fifty seven. She's the closer. Do you? Do you yeah, I, that says that here, but I I don't watch that. So do you know what that is? Yeah, she plays a cop. Okay, think, yeah. All right. She's married to Kevin Bacon. Oh, she's only one degree away from him. She's one degree from <laughs> Kevin. I don't know. She might. If you're married, maybe you're zero degrees from Kevin Bacon. Uh, birthday for John Stamos, Uncle Jesse from Full and Fuller House is. I don't know how this is possible. John Stamos is 59. What? Uncle Jesse? Look up a picture of John Stamos. Is there a picture in his attic that's getting older and not him? <laughs> Actor Peter Gallagher, who played Sandy Cohen on The O.C., is 67 today. And Queen bassist John Deacon is 71. Did you see the... Uh, uh, the Queen movie, you know, about it. Bohemian Freddy Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? Uh, no. You never saw that? I never did. I saw it. You should totally see that. I hear it was good. Yeah, it was John good. Deacon was played by <laughs> the actor who was the little boy in the first Jurassic Park. Played oh. John Deacon in that movie. Oh, my. I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't see it. yeah. Oh, Watch it again. <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a bloody ear. That's all I remember from that little boy. Uh, Gerald McRaney, Major Dad, and Simon and Simon, and I think Gerald McRaney was in uh, Deadwood. You remember? Who was he in uh, Deadwood? <sighs> Hurst. Oh, old man Hurst. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's seventy-five today. Bill Clinton's having a birthday. Former president is seventy-six, and I don't know if he's 
you know, has blowouts for his birthday or takes it easy. Or, you know, you know like, a, like a blowout party. You know what I'm saying. Maybe enjoy a nice cigar. My doctor tells me I got to be careful with these, but you only turn 76 once. Oh, God. Just think, seven years ago, I was 69. Nobody even made a big deal out of that. <laughs> and Deep Purple lead singer Ian Gillen turned 77 today. As uh, we mentioned, National Potato Day, Megan McCormick. I guess with the name like McCormick, of course, you're going to be a fan of potatoes. But you're <laughs> yeah. Potatoes Al Gratton. Wait, why would McCormick automatically be? Well, Irish. Scottish, Irish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, there's okay, a lot okay. of, potatoes, you know. yeah. Thought there was a brand. Of- Let's go down the list of other ways to eat potatoes. Uh, you've mentioned French fries, French fries, you got grilled potatoes. You got grilled potatoes. Yeah, yeah you can put them on a grill. You can I throw suppose. them on a grill, I guess. Yeah, you can boil them. You can make fry them. You can mash them. You can make vicious while. <laughs> <laughs> you can you make can- latkes. You can include them on a crude table. Vladkas, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a potato pancake. So many different ways you can eat the lowly potato. They're red, they're white, they're brown. They get that way underground. There can't be much to do. So now they have blue ones too. We don't care what they look blue like. Blue ones. Them. Anyway, they can fit on our plate. Every way we can conjure to heat them. We're delighted and think they're just great. Potato, 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 potato. Never seen the blue potatoes? They're like artisanal. Have you seen the blue carrots? Oh yeah. Well, like purple. Like purple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, purple potatoes. I don't think it's hard to find a rhyme with purple. I think that's why she probably went with blue. Nurple. Right. Okay. Time for Entertainment Hollywood News. Joanna Barber brings it to us every morning at around this time. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Well, it looks like today we start off with some sad news. Oh, no. Singer Q Lazarus passed away. Oh, my gosh. Let me stand up and do the Silence yes, of the Lambs please dance. please do so. <laughs> <laughs> Bump up the music. Would you kiss me? (laughs) I would kiss me. I'd kiss me so hard. This is so gross. Beautiful, but chef's kiss right there. (laughs) It puts the lotion in the basket. It does this when it's told, or it gets the hose again. Yes, it gets the hose again. She sang the song Goodbye Horses, which was, of course, used in Silence of the Lambs in the scene where Buffalo Bill is dancing naked with his package tucked. Her real name was Diane Lucky, although she went by Q Lazarus and she was 59. Oh, man, that's young. That is young. Silence of the Lambs director Jonathan Demme discovered her when he was in a taxi and she was driving and she played him a demo. He first used Goodbye Horses in the 1988 movie Married with the Mob and put one of her other songs in his 1986 film Something Wild. But I think Goodbye Horses is the song that you'll most remember her by. Yeah, you just you automatically envision that dude dancing with his Tucker Carlson all tucked away. <laughs> <laughs> well, R.I.P. is a Q Lazarus. Oh, yeah. Republican figures in New Mexico have criticized two statues of Breaking Bad characters. Oh, 
Hold on. My computer just crapped out. All right. I, I can pick up here. <laughs> okay. they, they made a couple of really nice looking bronze statues. They don't look creepy like that Lucy statue. Mm-hmm. They, they look really good. They good look like quality. Brian Cranston and and uh, Aaron Paul. They're, right. They're at a community Center uh, place. Convention they center. were right. unveiled at the Albuquerque Convention Center, and the ceremony was attended by the cast members, along with the Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller. Uh, did they donate any money to help the recovering addicts of meth addiction? <laughs> that would have helped. That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we just got the statues. That, like, that would mm, be a good no. idea. Well, apparently they put those in and Sony Pictures, who commissioned it, and the show creator, Vince Gilligan, don- were hoping that they would attract busloads of tourists to the city, which would be, of course, natural. I think they but, already do. I think people go to the city because of so Breaking too, Bad. Yeah. I think they probably already made back their investment. I wonder if I many times so. over. They yeah. had to create like some sort of security thing to this house because they kept throwing pizzas, pizzas on, on the roof. The house. So I think they were already okay with the tourism. But speaking to Fox News, Republican State Representative Rod Montoya criticized the statue saying, quote, I'm glad New Mexico got the business, but really, we're going down the road of literally glorifying meth makers. Then Eddie Aragon, a conservative radio host based in Albuquerque, shared the same sentiment, saying, it's not the type of recognition we want for the city of Albuquerque or for our state. To which I say, too bad, because that was already there. What if some, like... <laughs> right, right. Albuquerque had a meth problem right. before Breaking Bad was ever set there. But now there's going to be people like meth connoisseurs who are going to go, like, <laughs> Albuquerque's the place. They have the blue one there. It's, it's like, artisanal. It's, it's like the carrots and the potatoes. It's like the Napa for meth. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, this one is a bit... Oaky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Aragon also referenced the removal of a statue commemorating Spanish conquistador Juan de Onate. Wait, he was in favor of that? Right. Well, he's saying... Or against it. He was... He referenced it. Okay. And said, quote, we're funding these statues, but it's okay to get rid of real historical figures. And somehow it's even better to have fictional drug dealing figures. I'd rather have a fake drug dealer than an actual uh, (laughs) homicidal maniac. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Albuquerque mayor, Keller, said that the statues were appropriate due to the positive economic impact the show has had on the city. Yeah, people are buying more money. Supporting a small business over there. Right? Yeah. The bluer, the truer. <laughs> well, the first episode of a She-Hulk attorney at law is officially out. Oh my god! <laughs> Where we get our first look at Jennifer Walters. I watched it. I watched it too. And so dumb, guys. And I, and I really you had were a. I so had excited for such it. high hopes for this one. So it's dumb. one episode. It's the most realistic. <laughs> well, it also shows Jamila Jamil as a character called Titania. Uh-oh. And she really enjoyed doing her own stunts, even though it came at a cost. She said, quote, I was hurting in a place that I really didn't know exists. Like, you'll probably have to bleep this out. But I pulled a muscle in my b-hole. Ooh. I didn't know that was possible. Huh. Well, Could Joanna needed to beep herself when she said b-hole then, I, I think. Thank she beeps me every time I say it. <laughs> she added that stunt work was something that she's never done before because she says, quote, I'm the ultimate couch potato. I am just a puddle with bangs. 
She-Hulk Attorney at Law is streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Okay, can I just say make one statement about She-Hulk Attorney yes, at Law? In the first episode, oh, the way that She-Hulk gets her powers in the comic books is very corny and very comic booky. Okay. But it's hard science compared to what they did on the TV show. In the comic book, <laughs> she, she has to get an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce Banner. So the blood the Hulk. the Hulk. So she gets a blood transfusion, turns into the She Hulk. In this one, and I had to rewind it to make sure I saw it right. Bruce Banner too. just bleeds on her, <laughs> right? They both and had open wounds. I, I guess monkey monkeypox. Right. Like monkey so like <laughs> but just by bleeding on her, that turns her into She Hulk. Yes, that's what you took away from that. Yes. Okay. I, they both their open wounds got into contact with each other. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm on Buzz's side for one <laughs> And finally, it would have made more sense if they'd had like sex and passed it on that way. But yeah. then but you get into a whole other their cousins. cousins. That's yeah. weird, Buzz. Yeah, well, she would have to defend herself. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and finally, we are currently living in a weird limbo-like state of HBO Max. The streamer still exists and is home to many hit shows, but they will still slowly begin merging with Discovery Plus over the next 12 months. And while that's happening, projects are getting canceled or even yanked from the site, and fans are hoping that their favorite shows are safe from cancellation. But the good news? You can get yourself an HBO Max subscription for super cheap. HBO is offering a 30% discount for all new and returning U.S. customers from well, now but, but until October 30th. As they're taking shows off the platform, yep. damn. Okay, <laughs> all of them. No, no seriously, hold, hold this on, whole on. thing is just getting crazy. Oh my god! No, don't even, don't even get you started on this. Okay, I'm convinced that the new because there's a new CEO at HBO Max mm -hmm. and Discovery, and I'm convinced that he just hates HBO Max and everything on there. He I just has he does, nothing yeah. but disgust for it. And he they got some real hip successions on there. I know, but he he has done everything. But from getting rid of the Batgirl movie that was about to be released. There's just so many Here, things Here's wrong. what I think is going on with streaming services. They get you hooked. <laughs> so it's like, I can't live without my Apple TV Plus or my mm -hmm. Netflix or whatever. It's like and math. Then they start taking <laughs> away bit by bit. Right. They start streamlining. So until you need stronger and stronger streaming. less and less. Yeah. And you have to buy another thing. What's this discovery? What is this? So they're, they're going to get rid of HBO Max probably, and they're going to huh. merge it. No, no, no. I bet they'll keep HBO Max. Here's no, what they'll can do. Can I just tell you what they said? <laughs> and they'll keep one show that a lot of people want to watch on that. So you're paying ten bucks. Yeah. They're going to roll HBO yeah. Max and Discovery Plus together, and it's right. going to be a new thing. Yeah, for a while I only had Netflix because of Stranger Things. Right now I have it because of the damn Sandman. So <gasps> are you but, into Sandman now? Yeah. I'm almost done with it, too. <laughs> well, with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Don't go anywhere. Coming back. Five, four, three, two. This is a uh, great comedy weekend in El Paso. Carlos Mencia at the El Paso Comic Strip. Two shows tonight, two shows on Saturday. Heads up, no Sunday show on this trip. Hurry so up and get your tickets. Get There's your literally ticket. like a handful. Oh, right there left. are a few left. Not like literally a handful. So Would not count on there being tickets if you show up. So you might want to go to uh, ElPasoComicStrip.com or laugh tonight. 
and uh, and get your tickets to see Carlos Mencia early. Good morning. So Good morning. I heard him laughing his ass off. Oh yeah, yeah. At you. So that that's what it was. He was laughing at you. He was laughing at me because I get so flustered, right. like a boomer, right. when I'm trying to deal with my streaming service. Yes, I get it. Okay. I, I, I'm listening to you. I completely understand your pain because... Let me just run it down for people if you're just joining. <laughs> when I go to uh, and find a movie and start watching it and get into it, and it's on one of the multiple streaming services. Right. I've got HBO Max. Yeah, I've yeah. got Netflix. i got Disney+. Plus. Right. ESPN. The next ESPN day, Plus. I go to watch the second half of it. Right. And all of a sudden, it acts like, what movie? You can you want to rent it? First of all, the it? minute you start watching anything, it's supposed to come up on continue watching. There's a bar that says continue watching on every one of those services. It yeah, should be right there. But I don't remember which service it was. Right. But, but whichever I, one you I'm go to. Was on the home screen, yeah. they should have a search. And they should be able to do this, Nico. Oh, it does. On a, on, on the Fire Stick, it does. Fire Stick, it does. So on the Fire Stick, when you go to the home stick. screen and you go down to, you'll see you'll see all the stuff that you've been watching. Buzz has a smart TV, so it's using the inter- internal software for the TV. And not all TVs have the same software, so it's just the... It's not so smart, is it, if it can't figure out what I want to watch? I, t- I told Carlos, me later today, he told me about a Fire Stick. I'm going to be going through every remote in my house trying to talk to it. <laughs> That's what we see. need video of. The, the, the fire stick is the one that has a little tiny microphone way at the top, and when you push it and hold it down, a little blue light comes on. Then you talk into it and ask it. You're going to see me talking into the remote for the ceiling <laughs> fan. <Yeah. laughs> He's going to be like, get smart, talking into a shoe. Hello, hello, hello. Dun, dun, dun. And, and I'm con- I am 100% sure what they're trying to do is is get people so frustrated or flustered that they buy movies that they already have for free on one of their streaming services. Well, if you if you do the fire stick and you ask it to, it'll it'll show you how many places you can watch it and the ones that are free and the ones that charge you. Yeah, it does that on Roku as well. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. nice. Yeah, because I told him you can do the same thing if you just Google the movie. I mean, Google will do it for you too. Right. It'll tell you, oh, you can watch it here for free, free, free. Right. But he's like, no, that's too. Much, that's one step too too much right. extra. Now I gotta get up and go get my phone <laughs> or my or my iPad. That's what you're saying it definitely messes with you when you when you're mid movie and you go on and you try and watch the rest of it and it's not there i mean that that for sure early on sent i've had early on sent a bunch of fears when that's happened to me and i'm 34 did you say dementia like you're afraid you're losing your mind well yeah when you start a movie and then they take it off before you finish it it makes me think i'm insane i predict that at some point in the not too distant future this is going to be a major class action suit people are going to be like we're paying our fee and you guys are being very very evasive with with what we can watch bro do you I okay, so I have one credit card that I rarely use that I've been I've had like literally it was one of my first credit cards ever. This last time I just went, you know what? Let me let me see why I have a bill for this even anymore. I really don't even use it. And I looked, I'm still paying AOL, bro. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. I was like, wait, what? You got they, an AOL. AOL still exists? There is still a okay. company somewhere called AOL that is taking money on a monthly basis. They have the gall to just take like five bucks or five yeah. or six but bucks a month. If they're doing month. it to millions of people, they're making millions a month, right? Yes. It, yeah, but that's and, my point. I had thing. no idea. <laughs> These, Dude, I'm watching it, and in my head, I'm here. <laughs> I don't. It's still. 
Still? And AOL, if they wanted to, could look and say, well, this guy has not used AOL in 20 right. years. Maybe we shouldn't be charging him, but of course they're not going to do that. No, they're like Carlos Mencia's keeping Nobody's used AOL for 20 years. <laughs> you think they don't know this? You're single-handedly yes. keeping them afloat. This is not far off from finding out that you're still paying into the like the record club where the first one's a penny and then you pay for the rest of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what was that? You would get, yeah, they would come in the mail and then you could get certain albums you I could, tried. You could pick yeah, out like CDs. 10 records or tapes or whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Or CDs. Yeah. And you could get them all for a penny. Real but cheap. then you had to start paying. But I think it was pretty And then you had to get not, one one a month. You had to get one a month. And no matter what, they took like five or ten bucks from you or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, I found out who who is my pain in the ass. And it's my friend Jose over here. Jose? Yeah. What's Jose doing? <laughs> so I, ne- I, ne- I never knew this. So I told him yesterday, I go, bro, I can't believe they're still, can you believe this? And then later on, he had a weird look on his face. And I kind of went, mm, okay, but I, I was sleepy or whatever. Then later, I needed his email address. Guess you need Jose's email yeah. address. Jose Guess. at AOL. He's at AOL.com, <laughs> dude. He is the reason. I still got to pay AOL five bucks. They still host their, their dot com at AOL. Brad still has a Hotmail. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is hilarious because I thought AOL was out of business. I, I, I didn't even know they were a company still. I didn't either until they are in my visa <laughs> thing going, give me six bucks. All right. Let me see if I can put a, a point on this uh, even sharper. One of the things with uh, your online life is that they're so invasive, they know all this stuff about you. Right. But if they know all that stuff, they know how to target ads, and they know what your last search was, and you watch this, so you're probably interested. They fully are able to recognize nobody's used AOL, and this guy's paying $5 a month. Obviously, we shouldn't be charging $5 a month. I'm paying so that I can log on to AOL. I'm literally paying so I can go to <laughs> AOL.com <laughs> and go into that interface. That's literally because I got this back when it was Windows 1.0, when you had to go log into MS-DOS, which was C colon backslash, yep. and then do startup and go to Windows. And then put a CD just for the Windows because yep. Windows was not embedded into it until Windows C- 98, I believe. All the CDs you'd get in the mail. Yes. <laughs> so I'm paying to go into a portal that doesn't exist anymore. That is the definition to me of a deceptive business practice. Yes, and they know I'm not going into the portal. Yeah, I don't and, think the portal exists. And they're like, well, we didn't know if you were still using it. You know everything else about if me. I, you know all the contacts. Let me put it to you this way. I have gone 24-hour period trying to find out how to call anybody or get anybody so that they could stop charging me. I can't find them. <laughs> I don't know where to look. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no customer. There's That's no support. There's no, you know... AOL's like, we don't exist. And I'm like, you do? You're taking money from me. I'm like the guy without the glasses. I know there's books here, but I can't read them. Yeah. One of the best I'm Twilight that, Zones ever. I'm that guy, I bro. my glasses yes. and there was a nuclear war. Yes, that's me. I'm, a, I'm looking for AOL. It doesn't exist. They're still charging me. Like, <laughs> you know what I think is more interesting is Jose is kind of like Carlos's Nico. Like I'm, I do what for you. What Jose probably does for Carlos. I I have to do all the updates on your apps and stuff. No, Carlos probably can. No, no, no. I, I'm the I IT can. guy. Okay, if you're yeah. 
IT guy, then never mind. So they call me up. Oh, okay. <laughs> like my son will call me up and say, "Really, and Dad? You, you're the guy who can step okay, in." Okay, Dad. Stuff up. You know my, my my computer's running hot. Did you upgrade to Windows 11? Well, yeah. Why? <sighs> well, it's an upgrade. Yeah, but you have a, a system that is built for a 10. Now you're going to get 11. Now the, the stuff that you're getting in there is going to suck more CPU power. Watch, go to a game that you bought recently. Okay, run it. Okay, check the CPU. Oh, man, GPU's going crazy, Dad. Yeah, because it's like what they used to do for the phones. That's why people sued Apple and won. Because what Apple would do is if you have a 5... It worked perfectly for about a year or two, and then they gave you an update that belonged to six. And the so update then the basically update, makes it hard for you to use the five. Yes, because the five is made for everything five, not for anything six. So basically what they're doing is they're speeding up the freeway without giving you a better engine. So all of a sudden, you're in a Prius from 95, and everybody's <laughs> passing you, and you're like, what is this? And then they go, well, you got to buy a faster Prius. So now Do they make think, you buy a better car. Right, let me ask you. Do you think there's something in that fine print that, let's face it, nobody reads? Yes, but they sued, they sued Apple, and so now... Now, let's say you have a, an Apple 6. At a certain point, they're never going to give you an update again, and your phone will work exactly as it is, but you're just not going to be able to put apps in it because the apps are created for the better system. Yeah. So if you have a phone that you keep and you don't mess with it that's old, it'll stay, it'll stay running exactly as it is as long as you don't get any updates or as long as you don't put anything in it that's built for something better. Because they were essentially forcing you to buy a new phone. If you <laughs> yes. Want. They were slowing your phone down to the point where you felt like there was something wrong with your phone. Yep. But it wasn't. They were they just they just overloaded okay. your phone. This is what I'd suspected for a yes. long time because it's like And your phone does listen to you no matter what, and your Alexa listens to you no matter what. Right. And there are people that have caught you boning. It's just <laughs> a fact. It, it is really true. And I saw a video of Mark yeah. Zuckerberg and he had his iPad out and he had like masking tape over the camera. So yes. that really tells me something. Oh yes. Right yes. There. Listen, it, I, it's not a there's no it's I it's infuri- either that- it, it, it infuriates me. I'm but it sorry, should. It just drives me Listen, crazy. Haven't you been in your car where you're talking about ice or, or some random product that's not, and then all of a sudden you're going to your Google and ice pops up, and you're like, wait oh, a minute. Yeah. That, that's random. Joanna, tell Carlos about golf. <laughs> oh, God. Tell me. Buzz doesn't shut up about golf, and now my phone heard it, and now I'm getting all these updates and things about golf on my phone. So if you get yeah. inundated with golf, are you getting, like... Like, uh, I was ads? getting updates and now ads and stuff. It's I hate it. It's so much worse now because we're talking about it again. It's Oop. real. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, and then they try and play dumb. It's like, well, we didn't know you didn't read the fine It'll print. That's a, in like the, here's yeah, what happened. Oh, yeah. You get And they prompt you so often. You need the update. You need the update. And you, you're, no, no, no. And eventually, you're just at the end of your rope. And you're like, right, give me the goddamn update. Right. And you put the update on. Of course, you don't read the thing. And I know people out there are saying, well, you ought to read everything before you sign it. But you don't either. That's a lie. Nobody. Nobody reads. Nobody those reads all the. Well, Nobody. There is somebody who reads the entire fine print. That's but cool. he also eats people. So you know what I mean. You know what I mean. 
It's a yeah, give and take right. here. You that's know, right. yes, there is somebody out there who reads the whole thing, but he believes they're selling hookers that are 10 years old at a pizza place. That's, that's who the believes. guy who reads That's everywhere. the guy who reads the whole thing. We need to have like a network moment where you go to the window and stick your head outside <laughs> and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. You should do that to your phone to see yeah. how it reacts. How do you react to that, Siri? <laughs> I, I, listen, me and my friend, we, we, we're idiots because we're just normal people and i should know better i should have recorded this but we went you know what let's drive around and have a conversation about uh paraphernalia used as sex toys just to see what happens and dude the next by that night you were getting ads we were getting ads for butt plugs plugs. (laughs) yes i swear to god that's the first thing that popped up a little pink butt plug that has a little sucker on the bottom and you go and put it on a table and then, you know, do whatever with it. And then it showed you how to take it off. It's and in the shape of a spade on the deck yeah, of cards. Yeah, look, that's exactly it, dude. Exactly. It looks like one of the brown mushrooms walking around in the Mario right, Brothers. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's real. Your phone is listening and, and Alexa as well. And that's proof that your phone and all your smart devices really want to f*** you. And it gets right down to it. Oh, yeah. To the point that they're sending you butt plugs. Uh, all right. <laughs> Ads for. We're listening. Sit on this. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Let's take a break. Carlos Mencia is here. You see Carlos tonight and tomorrow night. Two shows tonight. Two shows tomorrow night. Then that's it for this week. So get out and see comedy with Carlos Mencia. Let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for my next trick, I'm going to listen to the radio. Can see uh, with us this morning. You can see him tonight and tomorrow with two shows both nights at the El Paso Comic Strip. Uh, so in the paper, a couple of things I was just going to bring up. See, I'm the last person who subscribes. Oh my to God, Carlos! What, what, how old are you, bro? Seriously? <laughs> Look at this. And I, and I cut he, out oh, articles. Carlos, he hi- get- then he'll highlight the parts he wants with a highlighter. I sure will. Do you do you have that little wax stuff that you buy that you put in the bag and then stick it so that it sticks to other papers? <laughs> so you can make a little collage like a serial killer, dude? Is that what's going to happen, bro? We're going to find dead people in the back and then all the clippings of the things that occurred? I have, Are we going to find out that you murdered people in Juarez? Is that what we're going to find out? I can tell you right now, I have never read all the terms and agreements uh, for Apple in my life. Okay. <laughs> You're not that guy. Yeah, uh-uh. I just click agree. Good. I just, dude, nobody does. Have you ever seen how long you have to scroll? Oh, my God. If you were going to read everything, it would be like reading a novella. Yeah. Not a full-size novel, but one of those Stephen King, yeah. when you use somebody else's name. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. You have to be signing yourself into slavery. You wouldn't know that. And the print, and, and, and it's fine print as well. It's not even like they make it readable. It's like tiny little letters, and they put so many of them, and they make you, they make you want to go, oh, you know what? I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> That's what they got you doing, bro. Today on the front page, New York City officials are still upset about Governor Abbott's bus policy. Do you know what the bus policy is? This one here? No, this one I haven't heard of. Okay. So for for a couple months now, in Texas, they've been sending buses full of people who've come over. They've been processed and given a court date for asylum. And Abbott has been shipping busloads of them to New York and letting them out in the streets of New York. 
uh, the number of migrants sent by the state of Texas to New York approaches a thousand. And the mayor there is uh, Eric Adams is accusing Governor Abbott of busing people against their will. Abbott claims this is not true. So these people are getting on the bus, but when they get to New York City, they don't have a place to stay. Sure. And, okay, so there are a couple of ways to think about this. I think Abbott's point is, hey, you guys are all for an open border when it's our state that has the influx. Right. When we start shipping them to you, maybe you see what we're dealing with a little bit. The, the other answer back from New York City is, yeah, but... You guys have had the resources and plan for these kind of situations for decades, right. and you're just dumping them on our doorstep without we don't have well that's what the g- systems in place to Eric, take care of these. Eric people. Adams said we don't have resources for this. It's it's we're putting a real. But tax a lot on of us. people think it's like well, what Abbott uh, sh- what Abbott should do is just honestly have somebody talk to him in Spanish and say a dónde vas, and they're gonna be like oh Provo Utah, I have family in Provo Utah. <laughs> They send them to Provo where he has family. He, they won't send. They're sending them to. Well, if New you're York. gonna send them, I'm saying send them to the place where they have family. That way, they are strain on their family, not a strain on the <laughs> system. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure Abbott's trying to make a point. He's trying to make a point. He's trying to especially to jab his thumb in the eye of the elites. So that sure. would be New York City. He was also sending busloads to Washington D.C. To Washington D.C. Sure. and the Governor uh, Ducey of Arizona. The same thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. They don't want to solve the problem. Send it to L.A., but it's not a problem. Here's what you don't understand. Here's what people don't understand. We are America. We can stop illegal immigration. Here's the problem. Without immigrants, period, this country doesn't exist as it is today because we are a shrinking population. Now, we live in a society, specifically America, where every year you have to show a better profit than the year before. Mm. The only way to do that is to have an increasing population that consumes more and more. Without that, what you're going to have is a stagnation in growth. So where everybody's going like, what about the the great GDP growth? Well, what happens is if you don't have enough people to buy the stuff, then it's going to get less and less and less. And if you keep it the same, then your company loses stock prices because it's supposedly you're supposed to make more and more every year. Mm-hmm. The thing in America is we need immigrants. The problem for all you people that say, well, why can't they just be legal? You want the difference between a really great worker from Mexico and a mediocre worker from Mexico? You know what it is? A green card. I'm sorry to tell you this, but the ones with no green card, I will do anything. I will get up. It's windy tonight. I can, I will do it at night. I will do. Don't worry. I know it's going to rain. You're I'm going to fix it. As soon as you get that green card, dude. The, the minute s- you give them a green card, they're like the problem in America: illegal aliens. Bro, you were an illegal. You were an illegal. You were an illegal two minutes ago. I know, but I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't say nothing. Right. Now I'll tell you from the inside. These people. It's like. <laughs> Taking advantage of us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But but we can stop them. We just make it difficult to make sure that the ones that cross are the crazy ones, are the ones that are willing to do whatever it takes, are the ones that are actually willing to go all the way to Vermont, to Connecticut. Dude, I could take you to a Mexican restaurant in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. They don't even speak English. Yeah. Those those illegal immigrants, if they were legal, I don't know that we would have got them. You know, because people from India, people from Asia who come here, they have that mentality, right? Like, that's why in pretty much all of America, where, wherever you go, the majority of people that do nails are from Vietnam. Vietnam. Right? Oh, I got one for you. Little uh, non-chain hotel, like little mom and pop hotel. Always Hindu. Home. 
always from India. <laughs> always. Which, and that's and by I'm the not way, knocking them. That's great. I love it because here's how you can tell the the Indian owned uh like let's just say a uh, quality the in the quality in. You can smell the curry as soon as you pull in the parking Yes. <laughs> yes, you can, but you know what? They they try to update all the things because it's theirs. You know what I mean? They don't they don't like uh we stayed where did we stay at a quality in? Uh oh I messed up and booked uh, a club in uh, Indianapolis during Indy 500, and it was packed. Right. So the only one we could get was literally in the middle of the hood, like literally. Mm -hmm. But it was an oasis because they were owned by Hindus, so they had bright lights at night. Yes, it smelled like curry, <laughs> but there were no drug transactions happening anywhere yeah, around my yeah, hotel. That's right. that's right. Dude, the minute we left, like literally a half a block down the street, there's it was like, oh, they're slinging it. They, the, the lady with three teeth that's been doing crystal meth forever. And I'll tell you another thing about these Hindu-run uh, little roadside motels and hotels. They're always on the job because they live right there in the hotel. In the they, hotel, they yes. Live, there's a little living quarter, and the whole family's there, yeah. and that's their pride and joy. I yeah. mean, it's their... 100% of the time, every <laughs> single day, yes. they're working on making their place a, yeah. a my, good place my, to stay. My friend, is uh, he's Indian, and he goes, he goes I, have, I have that cousin who's like, do you want to see my house? I have 45 bedrooms. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> stop it. It's not a house just because you live in the back. It's, it's <laughs> like, yeah, so, but, but, my, but, but the point is, is that they, they, they come over, and then they tell everybody, think about that. Come, all the Vietnamese said, come to America, you can make money doing nails. Right. And then they just kept coming and coming and coming. It's a plan. Those jobs were always there for Americans. They still are, by the way. Well, okay, so one of the things that I hear is, oh, if you, you're saying that no Americans will work these jobs, will pay like a livable wage. But these are also yeah, the same people who don't want to raise the minimum exactly. wage. Exactly. <laughs> the same people and that don't want to raise me. the minimum wage are the ones that are saying, pay a, pay a decent fee. If you've if you got field laborers <laughs> that are coming over, and some of these migrant field laborers are making $15, $20 an hour. If they disappeared tomorrow and you expected American kids to get out there and do it, that stuff is going to rot on the vine. Bro, there is proof of this. I don't know if you remember a few years back, they passed really, really draconian laws in the state of Alabama to the point where all the illegal immigrants left. Then uh, tomatoes, thousands and thousands of tons of tomatoes rotted away. Mm -hmm. They got really scared, didn't realize it, and said, oh, my God, we are rescinding this. We're so sorry. Come back. Come back. We need you back. They didn't, they didn't come back. So what happened was in, uh, what was it, in Georgia, they let people out of jail and let people know we're not only going to pay you $15 an hour, we're going to let you get out of jail so that you can come and take time off for every day that you work. You get a day off of your penance. Plus getting paid. They worked for half a day. This is a true story. Literally at lunch, every prisoner said, we're going back to jail. <laughs> If I'm going to bend over, it's for some penis. <laughs> Not to pick a damn tomato. True story. It really happened. Dude, on, on, on Mind of Mencia, we tried to do a sketch where we wanted to get a regular person, not an actor, to go pick a regular person. Like anybody that wanted to be an actor, we'd say no because they just wanted to be on we'd TV. Be on the right. show, right. We literally wanted, wanted to, to try to get a normal person. We couldn't.
We could not find one American I'm not that has doing a test. That. You could have gone to the Home Depot and found guys on a Saturday who were willing Mexicans, to Mexicans, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're saying a regular person, not an actor, but also not an, a Mexican immigrant. <laughs> Bro, or a listen, or I know, I know we got to go to break. Really quick story. I was painting my, the inside of my house, and I love purple. I didn't realize that per color changes a little bit. So mm -hmm. when I came back, the room was half painted. <laughs> and it was it looked like it was my room to give all my my male friends, you know, service. It just <laughs> looked that bad. It looked bad. Looked like a gay broth. Just way bad. So I was like, whoa, what? Come on, guys. Nobody's going to tell me what this looks like. <laughs> this and they went, what you want? They literally went, oh, you want to paint it over again? Are you serious? And I was like, well, you know what, guys? I'll pay you for the day. Leave. So I repainted it just to do a test. Went to Home Depot, picked them up, gave them the same paint, let them paint it halfway, stopped them, walked in and went, what's going on, guys? Why wouldn't you tell me? And then first the guy was like, I don't have your number. I was telling everybody making fun of you because of the color. I promise. <laughs> if you're not gay, we don't believe it. I was like, what? And then I go, you guys got to repaint it. And I swear to God, he goes, hey, dijo que tenemos que pintarlo otra vez. Es otro día, jefe. <laughs> and they were literally happy for the extra day, day of work. work. They yeah. didn't care that I had to redo it. They All they cared about was like, well, we got an extra day to work? Yay! There we go. Who cares? Hey, the gay guy said tomorrow we can work again. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, Megan McCormick, news headlines on the way That's next. That's right. Coming up in news, UTEP fan day is canceled. Monkeypox vaccine rollout hit a major milestone and if you're a goldfish fan i've got some good news for you this fall that's a news next hey this is daniel paulus i'll be along starting morning show is brought to you by pumping ink tattoo they're just moments away from fort bliss the corner of dyer and monroe follow them on social media or at pumping ink that's pumping ink tattoo.com uh, reminder we're about to get into news headlines carlos mencia is here and you can see him tonight and tomorrow night at the El Paso comic strip. Now, KLAQ News Headlines with Megan McCormick. News! Time for the news. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Buzz. UTEP Football Fan Day was scheduled for tomorrow morning, August 20th in the Sun Bowl, but unfortunately it has been canceled due to inclement weather. Shows a 95% chance of precipitation on Saturday, and El Paso is under a flood watch from Friday evening until Sunday morning. UTEP opens its season on August 27th at 7 p.m. Tickets are still available. You can call 915-747-UTEP. Uh, looks like there's under 5,000 tickets left. So For the football game. For the opener, yes. Mm -hmm. Let me just say about the uh, the weather. So we've got rain all weekend long in the forecast tonight. There's like a wall of rain coming in. And in this, this map here, they're showing all of this, the green, the yellow, and the red, is all excessive rainfall threat that could lead to flash floods. The green part goes all the way up to Salt Lake City and all the way out to western Oklahoma. The yellow part goes all the way up to Santa Fe. But the red part where it's going to be the heaviest includes... Right there, El Paso's in that red area where there could be localized flooding. Uh, so you're cruises. looking at flash flooding, and you might see some larger washes that are normally parts of the city that are normal, like arroyos and stuff, filling mm -hmm. up. All so. the cities, all the, all the parts of the city, right? Like uh, the, there's a street by the airport where the Jack of the Box is that when it rains right there, it gets really, really flooded no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Somehow we don't, we hardly get any rain, but when we do, the sewers immediately back up. I mean, by 
as soon as it's five drops of rain on the ground, sewers are packed up. Yep, <laughs> I don't know yep. how it works that way. It's like going down Melrose in L.A. when it rains. It's those yeah. sewers, would, it's the same thing here. And also potholes. Watch for potholes. Those will, pot, not the good potholes, but the kind that will ruin your tires. People from across the country are helping to make sure teachers and students in Uvalde, Texas, have everything they need when they return to school. There's a national, national grassroots effort to help students and teachers in Uvalde, especially those from Robb Elementary, where 19 students and two teachers were killed in a shooting earlier this year. Several different campaigns are seeking donations of money and supplies to stock classrooms, fulfill teachers' wish lists, and to provide resources to the Uvalde schools. Dallas mom of two, Amanda Stevens, says it's important for the Uvalde community to know they're not forgotten. We will be here and we will honor their losses and support them with whatever they need. Stevens, along with educator and Uvalde native Frank Gomez, is specifically focused on helping teachers from Robb Elementary who are being relocated after the school's closing. Here's my other newspaper clipping. <laughs> Was it about the same thing? They haven't fired this no, guy. They yet. Have Pete Arredondo, the guy who yeah. Was, yeah. said that he was in yeah. charge of the scene and then said later, I don't, I don't know, know who I was, was in charge. I don't know who was right. in charge of the scene. Uvalde School Police Chief may be fired next week. Boy, they drag their feet on everything yeah. when well, it comes to the. In Uvalde, not the, I'm not blaming the right. people of Uvalde, but their right. systems. I agree. Well, here's, I think that the problem is is that uh, one of the problems is with this stuff, especially with this one, is that when you make a bad decision or you make a wrong decision, no matter what it is, everybody gets on you mm-hmm. because everybody, nobody understands the, the, that moment that you're there. So these guys ended up doing stuff that they normally wouldn't they normally wouldn't have done because they were concerned with the aftermath as opposed to just all right let's get this done. They, he, he that guy knew that had he gone in right away, and some kid got shot in that moment mm-hmm. that people would have been like it's your fault you should have waited why did you outside. go in sure. and so they're out there going what do we do and you know what all this it, it's to, it's it's us it's our fault for going in and trying to dissect every single moment and trying to make it perfect. Guess what? There's no perfect president. There's never going to be a president that has an approval rating of 70. Mm -hmm. The only way that's ever going to happen is if we get attacked again by some terrorist group and the very next day we go kill all those terrorists. Mm -hmm. Then for one day, we will have about a 65% approval rating. Other than that, it's always going to be, there's always going to be shootings. There's always going to be people that do stuff, dumb stuff with guns because we have freedom of, of, of you know, the, our second amendment. Apparently you can good. have any gun you want to as soon yeah. as you turn 18. So. <laughs> and, and think about, think about your state. In the state, of Texas, it is legal to carry an AR-15 outside, but it is not legal to have a Roman candle because those things are dangerous. Or more than six dildos. <laughs> or more than six dildos. A lot. And you better put them in the front part. <laughs> because I think it's also illegal to, to do the <laughs> the back part. <laughs> I get so many ads. For- but think about this. Think about this. It, let's say tonight, right, right, like let's say right now there's a standoff at a park somewhere in El Paso. And there's a guy holding an AR-15. And he's pointing it at a guy holding a Roman candle. The cops are literally going to show up and say, put down the Roman candle. (laughs) (laughs) This is here's here's my stance on guns before anybody goes a blank. I agree that guns don't kill people. People kill people. Here's my problem. The majority of people are stupid 
and they should never have a gun. It's just, statistics bore it out. If you buy a gun and it gets used, about 88% of it, you're probably going to shoot yourself or somebody you know. I was going to buy one just to prove that point. I was going to, in uh, Texas, it's it's, uh, open carry now. You don't have to have a license for concealed carry or anything. You don't even have to take a class anymore. So I was just going to go. Somebody showed Nico a gun over at my house, and I walk out in the middle of this thing, and he's like looking down the barrel. (laughs) It's like he has no idea what, I can't even see the bullet down there. He's got his thumb on the trigger stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff yeah he shouldn't have a gun i agree yeah but i can but i can i can technically yes. you can and there's nothing stopping me but here's what's gonna happen if i promise you i pray to god this never does but if you snap and shoot a bunch of people all the people that are like well come on how could we have known and they're literally gonna play this segment <laughs> that we're talking about right now yeah. and go he told Clearly, everybody he told what everybody. he was gonna do and then, and then you know who they're going to blame? Us. Well, not you. You're not going to get any blame because you're crazy and stupid. But we're going to get the blame. So the deal with the, the Uvalde police is when the f- video came out, it showed that for an hour yeah. they're out in the hallway and you can hear the gunshots. So it's yes. not like, well, maybe he's not shooting any more kids so we better <laughs> right. stay out here. Now you know. the yes. gun was still going off. Yes. Kids calling 911. Kids calling 911. Yes. Parents bled out yes. while it was going on. Yeah. So first of all... They shouldn't have to fire Pete Arredondo. If I was in his position, I would resign, resign move out of town. Slink off. In a town like Uvalde, everybody knows who you of are. Course. And it, you and know, by I, the way, I just you couldn't. lost their trust anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in a small town like that and you're, you're the sheriff and everybody knows you, at that point, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if he pulled me over... Dude, do you know how much yeah. fun I would have getting that <laughs> ticket from him? Really? You're gonna you're gonna pull me over. Oh yeah, I was going fast. Faster than you were going when those gunshots were coming, oh wasn't I? I think I was going a little faster than that. Let me get out of the car and go faster than you went when you needed to go into that classroom, sir. Oh dude, I would just I let him have just, it. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Yeah. Wait, so I have a question. Uh Megan, they're not tearing down the school. They're actually still having classes there? No, no, no. They, I think they are tearing down the school. Okay. No, the, the teachers have been transferred to different schools. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was no, going to say, no, can you imagine going back to class? Yes. No, no, no. no they're, te- they're tearing it down. Okay, yeah. so remember when they shot up the, the Umpqua Community College, right? The Roseburg, Oregon? Right, That's right. where my wife is from. So we, oh, wow. we own a house there. And uh, there's this weird, I, it's bizarre, dude, this pride that comes after the pain you know what I mean? When they say, like, I'm quite strong. And then they end up doing things that you just don't understand. Like, no, we're going to keep the school open and we're going to make sure that we keep going. And so, like, the people that got traumatized, they try to turn it into this thing of strength. Right. Of going back and, you know, not is letting that, them win. Is that successful? It's successful. With Our Walmart the, is open. They don't have any plans to close the Walmart. They, yeah. Some people were talking about, yeah. well, they need to tear that Walmart exactly. down, but it's still. It, it it actually kind of in a weird way works because it, it angers those people mm-hmm. and it turns them into uh, aggressors as opposed to victims. Oh, so okay. they, you know what I mean? So it, it, it takes empowers that energy them. of like, they shot at me to like, I don't care that you shot you know, me. But you're talking about like a community college, right? Yeah, it was and a community Walmart, college. Of course, this is like little kids got to go back. And those yeah. little kids were there when it happened. It right. would be hard to send a bunch of grade schoolers back to that school. Yeah, I you know? I completely agree. Right. But a lot a lot of a lot of the parents uh, like they say they haven't school like all the schools that have been shot up. Not most not, of them are still working. They're yeah, not you know right. they, they didn't have to yeah, go anywhere. Right. Yeah, I I know the one in Aurora, the original with Dylan. That was still 
still open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Columbine. Columbine, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, well, the White House monkeypox response team announced 1.8 million additional vaccine doses will be ready for states to order early next week, boosting the country's already distributed 1 million doses in an effort to reach as many communities as possible. The Biden administration announced previously that they would be providing more resources to states to help transition healthcare workers to the new type of injection that the monkeypox vaccine between layers of skin rather than under the skin to help stretch out the number of doses in a standard vial. Health and Human Services Secretary uh, Javier Becerra says that these additional doses... Gosh, can I speak? Uh, Carlos, you're making me nervous. Yeah, go ahead. Country what is a dosha, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a dose of anything. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get me all nervous. <laughs> the country will enter a new, new phase of the country's response that targets specific communities and events most at risk for the potential outbreak. You know what? So we we need to catch this family. Oh, sorry. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Didn't know. No, go ahead, Carlos. I think we need to catch this family. Which family? Who, whoever's banging monkeys. Because <laughs> in the 80s, his grandfather banged a monkey and we ended up with AIDS. We all remember that one. Right? It's the now same we got family. this. And then an Asian dude did a bat. Like, come on, guys. Every time you do an animal, we end up with something that kills humankind. Please stop. Uh, looks like we're going to see why the FBI searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate after all. A federal judge ruled yesterday that he's likely to unseal at least portions of the probable cause affidavit submitted by submitted to, him to obtain the search warrant for the Let raid. Let me tell you what that's going to look like. It's going to have the address of Mar-a-Lago, and then it's going to be a big blacked-out paragraph followed by blacked out paragraphs and there's hardly going to be any words right right yeah probably yeah let let me let me read it to you the (laughs) (laughs) walked into (laughs) bar-lago that's that's what that's all he's gonna have it's gonna have nothing but but trump wants to release the the security foot you know they have closed circuit tv inside mar-a-lago and so they got all that and he's saying that he wants the people why does he have to say it why can't he just release it he He can it's his it's his yeah but it's his footage he can do whatever he wants Uh, it could be a bluff right you know ginning up but what him lie no come on exaggerator of the truth uh the affidavit buzz do you know why probably they wouldn't want to release the affidavit like the FBI was going to identify sources, the, yeah. The person inside the the inside Mar-a-Lago that the mole. So they the, the the affidavit in the search warrant specified like which rooms, drawer, whatever. Uh, that means that they they had an inside source who told them this stuff was there, and everybody's saying it had to be somebody very close. Or it was the maid. It yeah, have been the staff. <laughs> Possibly, dude. If it if it was an illegal alien he hired, I will literally go on stage and take a dump, pretending I'm Rick Sanchez singing "Get Get Swifty." You gotta get swifty. Blake oh on the God. floor. Yeah, I will do it. I, I, will, I, if it is Maria Guadalupe de la Peña, dude, who was like, I was just cleaning and then I read it and it was like, no, this is top secret. Like, I, I will die, bro. That will be the most amazing, well, ironic anyway, thing ever. Trump is, the former president is saying he wants to release it, whether he actually will or not uh, remains to be seen. But uh, look, in a case like this, as much transparency, 
uh, transparency, rather. But he's a yeah. genius, though. He knows exactly <laughs> how to get his yeah. people fired right. up. He is a master. Right? Yeah. He, he is the guy who has a key to the car in his hand. The car is parked to the left. And he'll literally look at his people and go, they took my car. Can you believe they took my car? And his people go, I know, right? I And they left this one. It looks exactly like it, but it's not. Of course it's not. And then they'll give you pictures. Look, here's how you can tell it's not his car. Do you see the little dot on the tire in the left? It's like, dude, it's why? Why do you do this? Can I ask you a question, Carlos? Because yes. I've been looking at Donald Trump's speeches for years now, and I, he does things that remind me of a stand-up. Yes. At his rallies. Yes, he's an entertainer. As an, he, but he's using it for evil. He's using the <laughs> crowd. He does crowd work. He does punchline. <laughs> well, it he depends. Does callbacks. He, he does, does callbacks. He does yes. And, and and like a stand-up, he knows what jokes work, and he does those jokes every, every. single speech. Like whenever something hits, crooked Hillary. Right. Whenever it's something like, hits, he's like, "Oh, there's like, like there's for him, one. right?" I I think that when he said crooked literally, and people went nuts, it was like the first time I went. Dee, 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 and I was like, "Ah, there it is! I found it! There it is!" You know what I mean? It's like that tuning fork where you're like, "Oh, I found something and, here." And just like a comedian who's got a catchphrase that. Stuff goes on T-shirts and hats, right? Yep. Absolutely, it does. exactly. It does. But you know what he does? This is politics. Amazing. It is not entertainment. I know. Like, I yeah, know. this is what he does way better than Biden. When Biden kind of doesn't know how to end the sentence, you could tell that he's confused. Whereas to when Trump does it, he just points to something different with both of his hands. Mushes it away and just like ugh, and pretends that he's so fed up right. that there's nothing he can say that he got flat and people are like yeah but in his head I know he's like man how was I gonna end I that I had no idea how that joke <laughs> you know what I mean it's like when a comedian does a really great bit but you went past your joke and you have no more punchlines hey. and then you just go you know what I'm saying right like no dude. Now, he has a very good instinct for the crowd work and, yeah, a lot of the stuff that a, that a, mm-hmm. that a good, good and, comedian And like a comedian, when he performs to an audience, his rhythm mm-hmm. is impeccable. And if you don't understand that, watch him talk to an audience and then watch him talk to a prompter or when he's doing, like, junkets where it's mm-hmm. just reporters – you can tell now, the difference. Now, here's the thing. If you had a transcript of what he said, yeah. I'm sure they're out there. Like oh, a word for word. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense. I mean, it's a word. It's a right. hash. It's just a word salad. Yes. But, but he has cadence down. Rhythm, yes. And you're in it. Yes. It's more you're responding to just. Yes. Not so much the, the, what the words that make just the way they're delivered. Right. That's what you're responding to. Because if you if you were to print it out, and this is probably the case with a lot of comedians. Sure. If you printed out their set and read it, you would right. go, this mine. doesn't make any sense. You, yes. Yeah, it's mine. Would you <laughs> I, I tried. I'm like, ugh, ugh, who is this guy? Yeah, right. I'm like, I who read mine and went, like- you, should, you should steal jokes. This is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. Coming soon to TV, the surveillance footage show you've been waiting for. It's Trump Home Movies. Wow, what a nice, relaxing dinner. A few Big Macs, a few large fries, a few top secret documents. Mm. The documents are especially tasty today. They go good with ketchup. Very good. 
Who's that at oh, the door? No. Yes, you'll love this peek into Trump's life at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, hey, looks like my toilet is clogged again. Who put these top-secret classified documents in the toilet? <laughs> Just kidding. It was me. It's all coming up on Trump Home Movies. Yeah, sure, feds. Take a look around. Take a beautiful look. You won't find anything interesting. All of the evidence is buried on my golf course with Yvonne. I mean, there's no evidence. Ooh, that was a close one. Check your local listings. These guys aren't good at much. They sure do. Make me laugh. <laughs> KLAQ. Uh, get back into news with Megan McCormick. I I want to bring up that Dr. Okaranza is going to come on. Dr. Uh, Hector Okaranza is the county health authority, and he's going to be talking about monkeypox. But I just have to point out, uh, we were talking about like fatalities, I guess, are very, very rare. Mm-hmm. But there are disfiguring boils and marks. And so I looked some of it up. I just want Carlos... To describe it the way you described it to me, some of these people that got a really bad case of monkeypox. What does it look like? It looks like they, it looks like they got attacked by the spotted guy from the Suicide Squad. Polka dot guy. It's like, it looks like the polka dot guy just threw stuff in their face, and they're like, "No!" And he's like evil, like mm, monkeypox. <laughs> oh, because his did look like boils yes, too. Yes, they look like that boils. Then just came out out yes. of him. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting if you're making fun of them and they're like, "Don't make fun of me!" And then all of a sudden, my Mother used to make fun. Yeah, and then, and then all of a sudden you got them on your face. I'm melting. So, so I guess they can be very painful. They can cause. Well, you know what? We're going to talk to Doctor O, and this he's going to let us all know. Well, but just so everybody knows, it is a form of smallpox. Okay, the thing that we thought was eradicated hundreds of years ago. It is just a different, smaller, less severe form of it, but. It's, it's a t- smallpox. Yeah. Wait, wait. Are you saying it's smaller pox? <laughs> It's smaller pox. Sure. I'm going to run that by Dr. Okaraz. Okay. He's, he's gonna These be- are the biggest spoils I've ever seen for pox. Right. Yeah, those are... Those are- it's like like chicken pox. pox. I've had it. If I was going to be with a girl and she had a bunch of stuff and I was like, what is this? Chicken pox? I'd still bang her. <laughs> if she had this, now we're going to wait. You know what I mean? Like those those spoils are way too big to ignore. Uh so Dr. Okaranza is going to be calling in. Oh, Dr. Okaranza came in. Oh. Hey, Dr. O. Dr. Okaranza is here. I, I thought we were talking on the phone. What a delight. Hey, Dr. O, let me get you set up. Hey, good morning. Good we morning. Were, we were just talking. How are you, Doc? Oh, doing good. Carlos, good. good to see Pleasure you. to meet you, Doctor. Very nice meeting you. It's nice to be here with you guys. It, it is great to see, to see you. It is great to see you without a mask. <laughs> so that's always wonderful. And it's always refreshing not to be talking about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So monkeypox today. Let, let's yeah. talk about uh, monkeypox. And uh, I guess there's one. Is that what we have? One case in El Paso? Or is it going up? No. We have one here in El Paso. That's correct. And... We were we have been saying that it's not if it's going to be when we were going to be having the first case. So we knew it was going to be coming. We're still learning a little bit more about the monkeypox because this is nothing new. But what is new is that it has made its comeback and it's come back all across the world. So before it was little outbreaks here and there, but now it's many countries across the world and we're trying to learn a little bit more as far as why and what other insights this outbreak can bring us. Let me bring up a couple of things. Monkeypox rarely or 
almost never fatal, right? Well, it is fatal, and but there's some risk factors that can. Is it like how how many how many cases could it be? What's the rate of fatality? Most people get it, and it's painful, and might leave. Does it leave scars? It might leave a little scars, and it can be fatal. They say less than one percent, but it's up to ten percent. Not as fatal as the smallpox, which is a very close relative okay. of the monkeypox. Nico was just telling us that this is kind of related to smallpox. So can you speak to that? Yes, the smallpox we haven't seen in the world, and it was considered eradicated in the 1980s. We stopped giving the vaccine quite a bit of time ago, probably before we all were born because we're young. You know? <laughs> okay, so, so probably before we were the age you'd get vaccine, they had taken the smallpox vaccine because it was they thought it was eradicated. Exactly. The monkeypox, would that have stayed uh, off the radar if they had continued vaccinating for smallpox? Probably, yes. Although, in Africa, that's where it's considered endemic, meaning that you can see it, and there's always having some monkeypox cases. Uh, it jumps from the monkeys to the humans, and they think that it's also some African runs that, that can transmit the virus to the humans as well. So, Africa has had the monkeypox and continues to have some monkeypox. They see some outbreaks. They see people passing away from the monkeypox. How long have, has Africa been reporting cases of monkeypox? Since the 1970s. And the monkeypox was discovered in Denmark in the 1950s. That's when it was discovered. This yes. almost oh, sounds wow. like one of those cases where we've... You know, the medically, you, you've eradicated something, but then you ignore some of these forgotten about places or poor places like Africa. So should the global response have been, hey, let's keep vaccinating against this kind of smallpox? Well, that, that is a way to control. Uh, they saw that the smallpox, all these outbreaks were very limited. It didn't expand across the world not long ago. And. 2003, I believe, there was a small outbreak in Texas, but it was because of some ruins that were important from Africa. So we've seen some monkeypox, but not to the uh, extent that we're seeing it now that it's expanded through several countries. We have thousands of cases. So as mentioned, we're still learning some about that so far, and, and I'm knocking the wood. Uh, nobody has passed away from the monkeypox in this outbreak here in the U.S. So okay. that's that's a good we thing. We have not had a fa fatality so far. Nah, not yet. Uh, Are we going to have to get yearly? Are we going to have to get yearly vaccinations for COVID and for this from now on, do you think? I don't think for the monkeypox. For COVID, probably yes. Really? On a yearly basis? Yeah, probably. COVID is going to be here for forever to stay with us so we're gonna we're will still learning just, how to live with that will they package that like with your annual flu vaccine, flu vaccine? will they be able to uh, put it together so it's like all part of the same shot that i you would get? hope so i would hope so because the, the technology is there They're they could able do to it. do they could do it um how does monkeypox spread uh how easily does it spread i know we're talking about skin to skin, but does there have to be an open lesion in order to pass on monkeypox? People have to have lesions to pass it, and you have to have the skin to skin or mucosa, and that's where this, 
the saliva also can spread it when you have this intimate close contact. That's the main mode of transmission that we're seeing. It's not going to be in the air like many people are afraid that if we go to a crowd place, we're going to be getting the monkeypox. No, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be through just that close intimate contact with people that are infected. So, Are we talking about... Would it be fair to say monkeypox is primarily a sexually transmitted disease? We don't like to call it sexually transmitted disease like the syphilis, but when you're having that close intimate contact, the skin to skin, skin to mucosa, then you have the potential of getting the monkeypox. All right, so as far as information and education, a lot of it has been targeted, for instance, at pride events, parades, that sort of thing for the LGBT. Q community and explain the the reasoning behind that, logic behind that. Well, the reasoning is because 98, close to 99% of these cases of the monkeypox is on the LGBT community. Is 95% is in men. We haven't seen that many in women. So we're learning the epidemiology of this and most of these people have had a close intimate contact through the, uh, that we find out through the contact tracing. What are some symptoms that somebody would notice first if they might have uh, been or contracted monkeypox? The hallmark of the monkeypox is a very typical rash. Okay. It's a very typical rash that is not just a, a little rash. And, and most of the lesions that we see, there's not going to be like the pictures that you have the face and and a lot of those uh, rashes all over the body because they're going to be more discreet. They're going to be probably in the trunk, probably in the genital area, and there's going to be few lesions there. But they're very, very typical. In many occasions, they're associated with fever as well. Uh, any swelling of like the lymph nodes or other parts of the glands and things like yes. that? People are going to have swollen lymph glands. They're going to have fatigue. They're going to be having the malaise or not feeling well. That Those prodromal symptoms might not last too long and then you start having the rash. But the hallmark is, is not much of the swollen lymph nodes or glands. It's going to be the rash. Dr. Ocaranza <sighs> joins us. So uh, as the, the health authority... What's your advice for El Paso and people in the county? The best advice is to be conscious where you're going to be. I know that we talk about having safe sex. We talk about having uh, be careful. A lot of times if we meet too many people that we don't know, there's a lot of social platforms or, uh, or apps that people use to meet other people. If you limit those casual contacts, you're going to be preventing a lot of the monkeypox, a lot of the STIs. So, would using a condom during sex prevent the monkeypox? It potentially can, definitely. But it's not guaranteed that that would. You could still contact contract it even if you did wear a condom during sex. Exactly, because if the lesions are some other area that is not the genital right. area and you have the skin-to-skin -skin contact, then you can get it. But... Always practice safe sex. The condom is great advice. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong to always wear condom. Be careful where you're going to be, who you're going to be meeting. But um, it doesn't feel the same. No. <laughs> it's just it's I'm kidding. I'm kidding, doctor. I'm kidding. I'm no. totally kidding. No, it's true. Um, I heard him talking about, uh, how about in a gym situation? Can it, somebody's working out, maybe they've got... Uh, a lesion or they've got a pox you know and they're using gym equipment could it live long enough for the next person along to use that gym equipment that could possibly contract it from that well 
there's always that possibility. How long? We still don't know because of science they need to look and see. But what can we do to prevent some of that? And, and even the flu season is coming. We can prevent flus. So if you're going to the gym, clean your equipment. Clean after yourself, like your mother used to tell you. Clean after <laughs> yourself. Uh, one, one other question. Last week, uh, some of the health authorities of CDC, uh, Dr. Walensky was speaking. Uh, some others were loosening some of the COVID restrictions. So can you talk uh, to us a little bit about that from the from the local county aspect? Definitely. We've seen that almost everybody has been exposed to the COVID. Uh, very it's part much. Of our, it's just part of part our of reality. Life. Part of our reality. Yeah. So many, 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 many have already gotten COVID, not once, not twice, thrice, probably. Yeah. Uh, we continue to tell the people to be vaccinated. The, we need to learn how to live with the COVID. And we still tell the people to be careful. There's out there a lot of people with diabetes. There's a lot of people with high blood pressure. They need to be extra careful. They can still wear their masks. They can still just don't go to very large crowded places, that large concerts where there's going to be tons of people. They can enjoy it in some other ways. But go they are us. having those events. I mean, those events are going on. Oh, Sporting yeah. events, football season, just about to get started. So I people know. are going to be doing it. They're going to be doing it, but we tell the people to be careful. They're going to be choosing what to attend, what not to attend. There's a lot of the good things that the COVID brought is we're utilizing technology in a lot of other ways. And it's a lot better. Now we're having a lot of virtual meetings. We're having a lot of different things. Even... And I'm going to tell you, my dad learned how to use a computer, which he was very resistant to. Your dad. Oh, yes. That's great. (laughs) Yes, abuelito. Gracias, abuelito. Gracias, abuelito. Now now he doesn't have to call you to to figure stuff out? No, no, he calls my kids. I'm not home. I'm not home. (laughs) He's like, I can see you, mijo, through the camera. Now he knows everything. All right. Point the camera, the face, not the the ceiling. We've covered monkeypox. We've covered COVID. Are there any other uh, health concerns that you would like to educate our listeners about today? Well, we're always telling your listeners to go visit your doctor on a regular basis. We love to see you in the office. Take your medications. Control of that. There's going to be infectious diseases coming and going. There's always going to be ways to prevent some of those. So practice good prevention and, and Let's enjoy life healthy ways, and and that's the way that we're going to be controlling a lot of a lot of those diseases. All right. Well, Doctor O, thank you. I, I really appreciate you coming in in person. I, I mean, I was more than happy to talk to yeah. you on the phone, but to see you in person is always a great thing. Thank you. Couldn't resist to be here with you. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you, Doctor O Coranza. Have a great one. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to get back into the rest of our news headlines with Megan McCormick. Uh, Carlos Mencia is here. You can see him at the comic strip all weekend. And more with Carlos also coming up right after this. Hi, it's Veronica Gonzalez. And after the Buzz Adams Morning Show. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. You know, this monkeypox awareness is out there just enough that if you get any kind of rash, you're going to be thinking, is this monkeypox? Look at my like, face. Look how sad I am right now. Yeah. It's going to change my life with my monkey and my lover. It's, I'm not going to be able to touch both of them. <laughs> Did I, have I ever told you guys about the time that I got 
uh, like a a flesh eating virus because I had gotten poison ivy or poison oak. It was something. No, I'd gotten on me, and it had gone into the point where I had to go into the into the urgent care. Uh, oh twice gosh. a day to get fluids, right? Because they were afraid it was going to keep growing, and it all be- and it was really painful. And it was because I'd been out in the woods walking around. I got freaking when poison was ivy. This this would have been. Were you scratching your poison ivy so much that it got infected? I, I, I mean, I don't think I was scratching. Were you camping? Excessively. <laughs> were you <laughs> camping when this occurred? Camping in Denmark in were, the fifties? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, not monkey. I didn't have monkeypox, Megan. I had poison ivy or poison oak. That turned yeah, into we, flesh-eating virus. It was like a family reunion at the lake up in Oklahoma, and okay. we went out and did some nature trail right. stuff. I wasn't sleeping in a tent or anything, but right. yeah, we were kind of camping. Okay. Right. So, but if you were to get something like that, say you get a little poison ivy or even, you know... There are all kinds of ways you could get different rashes. Yes. A lot of people are going to think... Is this the monkeypox? Well, you'll have to think, did you just have close contact with somebody? Uh, I guess you could have close contact with somebody that, that's non-sexual, you know? Yeah, you could shake somebody's hand. But up, yeah. You could rub up against somebody in a crowd. Right. But it does sound like, and I think this is what Dr. Okaranza was saying, it's, it, it's got to be skin to skin. Right. Or it's got to be somebody had an exposed right. oil or lesion. And maybe it could be left behind. You know, it, you know what? It really sounds like we shouldn't freak out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Dr. O would say, yeah, that's good uh, Good advice under any circumstances. Don't freak out. I just love that he had a Latino accent yeah, and that Latino kids can listen to him and know that they can become doctors. Because I don't know about here, right? <laughs> but in, in pretty much all of California, every nurse is Filipino, <laughs> right? Like every nurse is Filipino and huh. every doctor is Indian. Mm-hmm. So you go into the and you know they're like 45 you have a, your blood pressure is over and then the doctor comes in oh you need to take care of yourself. <laughs> just, do you know what I'm saying? So to walk in here and have a doctor be, like sound like a Mexican like like if he were to say I was illegal for a little bit I would be like I knew it! I knew it! You know what I mean? Actually Carlos lots of Mexican doctors in El Paso. I, I, I know yeah. I get it. I get it. We got a lot of, uh, we do have Indian doctors. Yeah, we, we do. Do you guys have Indian doctors here yeah. too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. And what about the nurses? Do you guys have an influx of uh, Filipino I, nurses? I would say mostly Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly Hispanic. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. My people have graduated here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an article up and a guy from Dallas ordered Roy, raw oysters in Florida, in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. And a couple days later... He had mild symptoms. Eventually, he was having trouble breathing, so he went to the hospital. He died two days later from putting the raw oysters. So that reminded me of, I like raw oysters. Me too. I just had had some a week and a half ago in Seattle. You you broke one of the rules here on the list. (laughs) Oh, to not eat oysters at a certain time of the year? Only months that have R's in them. Okay. So the months that don't have R's are summer. Right. That's May, June, July, July and August. August. Right. Right. So I've got some uh, myths versus facts about rules for oysters. So as far as that only eat, you know, avoid raw oysters in the summer months, there's a, there's a greater risk of what's called vibriosis or vibrio is the bacteria that it gets. It is higher in the summer months, but the FDA says 40% of all cases 
are in the months from September to April. So you can you can still get it the other way. How many people would you think die according to the from CDC, eating oysters in the United States alone from eating contaminated shellfish? But it is I'll tell you they say shellfish, but it's mostly oysters. Okay. Uh, I will say, let me see, oysters, one a month, one a week, uh, I would say 300 a year. A hundred? <laughs> a year. It's not, it's not that much, right? I don't know, a hundred. I mean, a hundred, like a lot in, of people, but, but a hundred in 330 million people divided into 365 days, you're, one every three days. <laughs> right. Right? I, I thought a hundred sounded high. Yeah, I thought a hundred sounded, uh, Yeah. No, I mean, for me, it's kind of there. Yeah, you're right. I get it. I get it. 80,000 people get sick okay. per year right. in America. So it's not like it. it's unheard of. See, I it's come, rare. I come from a third world country where you never hear about this. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, for some reason, I can't tell you what it is, but people in Honduras don't get food poisoning. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not even making a joke about do it. They, this is not even they, like... Do they eat raw oysters in Honduras? Dude, we eat everything in Honduras, bro. <laughs> like, dude, let me put it to you this way. When we kill a cow where I come from in, in, in Honduras, even the dogs are like, what, you're going to eat that too? <laughs> like, seriously, bro? I can't eat that? Like, it, it's... Uh, yeah, it, we eat every single part, the snout, the, the, every single part that you possibly imagine. Let me put it to you this way. Uh, I remember the first time I lived in Honduras, like kind of as an adult. No, not really an adult. I was like uh, 13, and I was living there long enough that my dad goes, oh, you've been here long. You have to do the medication. So what happened is we were so far out that the water that you drink has microorganisms in it that turn into tapeworms. So here was the medicine for it. It's called aguardiente, right? It's the alcohol that they make in, in, in uh, Central America, and it's just pure alcohol. They don't even try to make it taste like anything. Uh, and you they drink put this? garlic in that, soak it in garlic for a week, and then I would take a shot with my father every morning for one week. And, and no more this story's kind of gross. So one day I'm at school, and I, f I feel like I... I Poop my pants. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? I can't. So I, I go to the bathroom, and it's not a real bathroom. It's an outhouse. And I'm trying to take care, and there's there's nothing there. I'm looking, and there's like, there's nothing there. But I know I'm, there's something, but there's nothing in my visual cortex. So I grabbed the leaf, because we didn't even have, that's how that's how much in the jungles we were. I at grabbed, school. I grabbed the leaf at the outhouse, and I pinched what I thought, and I pulled it. And, dude, I felt like something come out of my gut, and I opened it, and I pulled it out, and it was a tapeworm oh. that was about two feet long. Oh, my God. That was trying to escape. Oh. Oh, no. And it was alive. Did that mean that the alcohol and garlic worked because oh, it yeah. got the tapeworm yeah. to flee your body? Yes. Oh, my God. It, it worked, but it came out. Out before, it came out before it died. And so I had to, like, do that. And then... I oh came home God. and told my father, I got to go back to America. <laughs> and my father was like, hey, this is why I brought you here for perspective. Now you have it. Now you have it. Now when you drink tap water in America, you're going to be grateful. Yeah. Grateful. And he was right, dude. Yeah, I bet you are. Oh, dude. I, I, I totally. But right. yeah, that was, dude, to feel... Because it's kind of, they kind of grab the walls of your intestines. Oh, my God. So when I pulled it out, 
it was kind of like it like felt it had suckers on the inside. Yes, bro. I felt like the little suckers inside my body. It was oh, dude. It was so foreign, bro. It was so weird. Do you have like any irrational fear of worms now? Like you just don't like to see a bunch of worms anywhere. Um. No, but I did stop eating uh, the 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 little you know regular worms. You know, when I was a kid, what? somebody paid me five bucks to eat a worm, like an earthworm, like an earthworm. Yeah, right. We've all been there. sure. Yeah. And, and so you know, so I upped it to twenty bucks, and you know, <laughs> I did, I did, I upped it hey. to twenty bucks. So I really, you know what I mean. And so, but I stopped eating them after that. After that, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the the raw oysters. So this time of year is not the best, but you could also. Uh, get this bacteria other times of the year. We got to take a break, but I wanted to give everybody a, a myth versus fact. So, Nico, the claim here: hmm. put, if you put hot sauce on oysters, that will kill the bacteria. True or false? Probably false. The vinegar and the capsaicin probably wouldn't be strong enough to kill the bacteria. Right, and it's not factual. There's no hot sauce that will kill the vibrio bacteria in in oysters only cooking them thoroughly mm -hmm. would do that but at that point you're not eating a raw oyster anymore right you're, you're eating, eating oysters rockefeller, rockefeller. Yeah. that's right uh joanna if you don't want to get sick from all oysters do oyster shooters the booze <laughs> will kill all the bacteria that sounds right <laughs> Well, you're wrong, <laughs> Joanna. The FDA once again rains on our raw oyster parade. It says that alcohol <laughs> will not kill the Vibrio oh, bacteria. No. Well, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I will show you articles that prove differently. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you've got to do one. All right, I'm ready. The claim, oysters are aphrodisiacs. Oh, true, for sure. Yeah. You wrong again. What? I, th I think you're wrong, bro. Uh, but she, well, Megan says she said it with like conviction, like yes. she, yeah. from experience. Because uh, because oysters are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If you take a girl well, out, so if you take like a girl and you do it, they get they get horny. It's, it's, it, yeah. Make sure she sees the bill. Exactly. That's the aphrodisiac. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, we didn't finish up the news. Carlos, you stick around okay, for a little here, bit longer. All right. We got Carlos Mencia uh, sticking around for a while longer. We're almost to the weekend, guys. It'll be here in just a few hours. So let's take a break. We'll come back with more of uh, the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. The Morning Show that's live. Coming back. Five, four, three, two. Hey, Nico, uh, just one other thing on monkeypox. Nobody said anything about this is the type of thing that somebody could breathe on you. They're not recommending wearing masks specifically no. for monkeypox, right? No, definitely not. It might be a good idea with flu season coming up. Right, yeah. Wear something else to protect yourself. I mean, that was the interesting it's, thing. It's open lesions, though, he said. Yep. like, And, you know, it's usually, so the vast majority of times it's uh, transmitted in the LGBTQ community and wearing a condom helps, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get it because if they have a lesion like let's somewhere say, else under their breast or whatever and you touch that, it goes, sorry, gay people, but I'm not going tonight. 
before we uh, <laughs> jump back into, we got just a few more news stories that Vegan's going to bring us. Carlos Mencia is here. You can see Carlos tonight. There are two shows, but I don't I even know not, if there's tickets I left. Count on there being. <laughs> if tickets. there's one ticket, you better get it. Uh, you can go online though. <laughs> yeah, out. you sure. can go to uh, ElPasoComicStrip.com or LaughTonight.com or LaughTonight.com. Uh, two shows on Saturday as well. Tonight, you might have yeah. some luck, but I, I have no idea. Recommend about. getting those tickets early. Is there any chance you add a? No, another show. Not adding not a happening. show. Okay, not happening. Because right. uh, well, I don't mean to interrupt, but you're, you're working specifically on on a set right now, right? And you're yeah. I got another special I have to do because I signed a deal for two specials. I just did one, and I got to do one within the next month and a half. So I have to put together another special. And when will that air? Do you know, I will let you guys know. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a while. Sure. Let us know. No, it won't be that long. Not that long. No, no, no. Maybe the first one, maybe within the next uh, month and a half. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. College football in El Paso. Starts a week from Saturday. El Paso's first home game. It's the UTEP Miners versus North Texas. And uh, there's a conflict on our partner station, 600 ESPN. So next Saturday, the Miners season opener will be on KLAQ. So we will be airing actually a few of the early season games for the UTEP Miners. John Teicher brings you the pre-show, the pre-game show starting at 6 o'clock. Again, that's a week from tomorrow. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. And talk about tickets. Not, not much, a lot. Not many left. Not a lot left. Hashtag fill the sun bowl. The mayor of El Paso, out of his own pocket, bought 5,000 tickets to give to city employees and first responders. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sweet. You guys have some. That's nice, man. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you have to say that about politicians, right. bro. So, you know what I mean? In this, in this day and age, that's very, that's very cool. He didn't throw in a free car, too? No, but he would, he'll definitely do a deal with you. Nice. Our our uh, mayor was is a car dealer, and no way. Oh yeah, didn't he sell you a car? He even though did. when you didn't want to buy one, I went on the lot the first time <laughs> I met salesman. Oscar. I I just I'm gonna just browse. I had no intention of buying a car. I drove off the lot with a four year old <laughs> Chrysler New Yorker, and he in my, in my mind he had convinced maybe he's a Jedi. <laughs> he, Oscar had convinced me that yeah. I would be the biggest fool in the world, and I believed him if I didn't buy that car that day. And I drove off happy as a clam. Good for you. <laughs> How long did you have the car? Uh, you know, six seven years. Whatever. Good. Yeah. yeah. So he was right. Yeah, he was right. Uh, UTEP Miners football on the queue brought to you by Specs Wines, Spirits, and Foods. And you had a story earlier, Megan. Uh, fan day tomorrow has been canceled. Was that because of the weather? Because of the weather, yeah. yes. So that was uh, UTEP football fan day, which I, they haven't had for a couple of years because of COVID. COVID. So it's kind of a and bummer. But we got rain this weekend. Yeah. And we do have a lot of rain yes, in the forecast for lot. this weekend. Uh, it was 95%, but now you said it was down to... 80 to 90%. I know you talked about this, Buzz, but I swear to God, dude, I was so interested in what you were going to say, and then he turned off the car, and then you stopped talking. Uh oh. The percentages. Uh, Yeah. So all my life, until a few years ago, I thought when they said, let's say there's a 50% chance of rain, and they say that on the news. I was like, okay, there's a 50%. It's just going to be sunshine. Not the way it works. I, this was explained to me by Chuck DeBroder. Mm. So, you know, uh, Chuck was on TV for many years. On a forecast, when they say 50% chance of rain, that means that for the coverage area, whatever it is, in this case, you know, El Paso. El Paso, uh, 50% of that area is going to get rain. So there will be rain for sure. 
I don't know. I mean, they've definitely got it wrong before. I mean, I know for a fact that I... Do you think weather prediction has gotten better in our lifetime, like the past 50 years? Because it used to drive my dad crazy when they'd get the weather wrong on TV. Right. It would absolutely... Nothing bothered him more than when they got the weather wrong on TV. Right. But Norm, Do you think it's gotten better? It has, but here's here's the problem. So my dad got into a really bad accident when he was younger, and he has a huge amount of titanium in his right leg and, and it'll hurt when there's and i'm telling you bro <laughs> when it's gonna rain my dad will tell us bro yeah. like my dad will literally walk outside limp a little and go oh he's gonna rain like what <laughs> like some native american shaman bro yeah. and and if his leg hurts to the point where he can't get up and he lives in uh honduras sometimes there's gonna be a hurricane like literally legit if he can't get up because his leg hurts, we all go, get ready, bro. There's going to be a hurricane. And two or three days Take later, cover. there's a hurricane, bro. I, I, so I, 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 he's always been legitimately 100%. Very, so, very similar. My, news stations I, should just hire people with titanium in their legs. Or my Aunt Gertrude, not a joke, my Aunt Gertrude. First of all, you have an aunt named Gertrude. Yes. <laughs> Dude, how wide are you, Buzz? <laughs> this is so amazing to me. Aunt Gertrude had corns on her feet. And if they were acting up, there was going to be a change in the weather. You're kidding me. Nope. You're not kidding. This no. is real. My corns are acting up again. Oh, my God. Before you guys have too much fun, my favorite aunt. <laughs> was your Aunt Gertrude. Absolutely. <laughs> Her, her, her corns? are It's going to rain. <laughs> really? That's amazing. Oh, is that why your middle name's Gertrude? <laughs> yeah, that's why your middle name's Gertrude. Uh, let's get a few more stories in. Megan, oh, what else? Oh, okay. I don't know how I follow that. But a deal has been reached between the NFL and the NFL Players Association regarding the suspension of massage-loving quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson's punishment will now be an 11-game suspension up from six games, a $5 million fine, initial suspension had no fine, mandatory evaluation from quote, behavioral health experts following suggested treatment from those experts. Now, the $5 million fine will be met by $1 million of contributions from both the NFL and the Cleveland Browns. That $7 million will be used to create a fund to support nonprofit organizations that educate young Americans on healthy relationships, promote education, and prevention of <laughs> sexual misconduct and assault. Watson's suspension will start August 30th, and he'll be eligible to return the field for Week 13 matchup against who do you think the Week 13 matchup is, Buzz? Cowboys. Close. <laughs> the Texans? The Texans. The te wow. Oh, that's wow. Some, what a coincidence. That's right? some high drama there. Uh, so he had a press, uh, Watson had a press conference yesterday. I'm going to let you hear just a little bit about what he said. I'm moving, I'm moving on with my career and my life, and I'm continuing to stand on my innocence. Just because, you know, settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is, is guilty for anything. I feel like the person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that on the legal side, and we're just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. I will Jake, what's the question? That's I will it. say, it doesn't sound like Deshaun is reading a prepared statement there. He said something earlier this week. He also doesn't like sound sorry at all. He basically was like, I'm innocent, so... Uh, yeah, it does kind of sound like he's asserting his innocence. But what did he... What did he so, so here's what I believe he really did. I believe that he got these massages and tried to get happy endings, but he didn't force anybody. Well... Right? It, according, it, even, even according... He was very suggestive. 
he was he leaned in the right, but there was never an accusation that like he grabbed my hand, he grabbed my head, he grabbed a part some of my of the body. Some of the accusers say that he took their hand, placed it on his, and some of them are saying that he Egypt. Oh, oh that yeah, yeah he, without their permission. Right. without their permission. Here's what I imagine. I mean. This is just your imagination. Probably a guy like Deshaun Watson has right. plenty of women who are willing to yeah. have sex with him all yeah. the time. Yeah. Why he would go to a massage parlor. Maybe he really wanted the massage, but also... It wasn't a his- parlor. The The Texans had gotten him a membership at a very exclusive hotel in Houston called the Houstonian, and he would be up there at the hotel, and they would call the massage therapist to the room, and that's where he would get his massages. Why don't you just get go to get a place hooker. where get right. a hooker? Right. <laughs> also, I mean, it wasn't just want, why two... go through this charade of having a massage when that's what you really want, right? Or go to one of these places where that is the deal, right? Why go to a fancy hotel right. and just assume? So, all right. So one of the things is if a woman, the old thinking would be, well, did she say no? No, she never said the word no. Right. That doesn't. Right. Cut, that doesn't pass muster anymore, right? Because a woman might right. be afraid. She might be afraid. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my job because yeah. I upset this very famous client right. or whatever. Right. There are plenty of reasons the woman right. might go through with something that yes. she wasn't willing to go through. Exactly. Some of them might have realized, oh, uh, I could, I could get on this and. You know, maybe get some money out of it. Right. It, it also wasn't two or three people. No, it was, it was 24, 25. Yeah. Did I 20. say two or three? I didn't know. No, but we just, nobody said the number yet. But oh, Over two dozen. Yeah. Right. It's about two dozen people. Yeah. So possibly there's a mixture in there. It is yeah. mine. Maybe maybe right. Deshaun Watson still is stuck with that. Well, they didn't say no and they right. didn't scream for help. Therefore, right. they must. it must have been consensual. But that's not the definition of right. consensual anymore. No, it's It hasn't not. been for a while. Yeah, he's, he's... But what this tells me about Deshaun Watson is that he's cheap. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, listen. Was the team paying for the massage yeah, therapy? Yeah, that's why... Let, let me, I don't think they were paying for no, it necessarily. It, they did pay for the membership to the hotel, but that's why some of the women were. were I'm not sure if they were suing the Texans or or, or not, yeah. but they were <laughs> complicit. There were settlements. But this is this is why he's cheap. And I can tell you this as a quote unquote celebrity: there is a tier of prostitutes that we know will never, ever, ever tell on us because their client list. Is so uh, is filled with so many people, right? That if they lost all that, they wouldn't make any money. But these chicks cost anywhere from three to ten thousand dollars a night. That's what it, that's what you would have to pay, depending on the city. So for me here tonight, I could get a three thousand dollar hooker that I know is never going to tell because she probably did your mayor and the the oh, that came in. Right, hold on a second. <laughs> You definitely I'm not accusing make an implication not, about the mayor. It did. That's going too fast. This we is a people. This is a hypothetical people. This is a hypothetical. Yes, no, but our, our mayor is an actual guy. No, no, you guys said Buzz did it, or somebody, somebody Buzz could get. The thing is, anybody could get if you're willing to pay that much money. Right. Yes. Deshaun Watson should probably have done that. My point is, he should be doing that. that. He's cheap. That's who he should be doing it. And the fact that he doesn't is because he wants to pay 250 bucks for this instead of that. He's getting in trouble because he's literally cheap.
And the Browns ownership is saying, basically, people deserve a second chance. Right. Wouldn't this be like the 25th chance, though, if he settled with 24 <laughs> accusers? <laughs> it would be if they were if they were incremental, but because they all came at the same yeah, time, it's I like guess. one big accusation. Well, I think he was the only one who came, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, there were two that, that said they had consensual sex with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, two of the girls yeah, that are were, complaining couple. And wait, and said that they actually did have sex with them. Mm -hmm. Consensual. Yeah, Consensual sex. And But they're still part of the... But they're still... Like, that, the, that what I hear. Yeah. Consensual sex doesn't mean that he didn't inappropriately right. start the, the situation. I mean, that the, 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 no, people, no, wait, the women did, that have he, come out... If he did it without permission, then it was non-consensual. No, no, no. No, I'm saying he still could have... He could have made that situation happen inappropriately. Like, he still Just did the inappropriate behavior. He still yeah, grabbed the hand and put it on. It's he, the Texans organization. Exactly. Massage, I mean, it's inappropriate. There's, you know, there's also yeah. something gross that maybe this his idea is anybody... Who any woman that I'm in a room alone with obviously would love to have sex with me. Right? Well, yeah, and listen, I'm sure he believes that. Uh, listen, yeah. as the token, you know, uh, Joanna and I, the token women. When you're in a room with Deshaun Watson compared to like normal Joe down the street, y y you're gonna treat Deshaun Watson differently than a normal person. That using your, you know, fame or whatever you want to call it to on women. Wait, are you saying is, Deshaun Watson would have worked on you? <laughs> no, I'm saying like I've, you're in situations with right. famous people and you're a woman and the guy wants to have sex with you. You're going to act differently than if you're with a person that has no pull in anything. I mean, it's it's a different situation that these women, women are in. Yeah, yeah it's using it's using a regular the power. guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's the problem. Did and that's why women, the Texans organization settled, too, because it's essentially using their power as well. Out of the two dozen women, did any of them say yeah, he tried, and I told him no, and then when he tried again, I kicked him out and went and told management and filed a police report. No, two, two no. Would, yeah, two, yeah. Two, yeah. They did go to the filed, police. Yeah, they went right to police. Two did yeah. go to the police. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm there not, you go. I'm and not, they had a grand jury, and the grand jury found it, that there wasn't enough evidence to proceed with a criminal case. Right. But they only interviewed 12 of the women. They didn't interview all 24. That's what people had okay. an issue with. But still, he said, she said. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, the I problem mean, at the end sure. of the day is no, it's a, he it's, said, she said. A, I think it's super, super important to know that, right. yeah, some of these women said, oh, yeah, I shut it down and, you know, went and took was, steps, yeah. whether yeah. it's, you know. Right. Well, the power, right. the power balance is sure, off. And the of NFL course. and a yeah. team and the organization was involved, which is why I think it's a bigger deal than Plus, he blackmailed some of them. So, like, there was one, right, that she said, that they said, but you kept texting with them. So how how can you say that you were mad and that this incident was traumatizing? The massage right, right, therapist? Yeah. The massage therapist, after the incident, kept communicating with him. Oh. And she said, yeah, because he said that he was going to tell people, I'm an independent. So he was going to tell people not, not to, to come you. and hire me. Not to hire you. And so I just look at the text. I never saw him again. I never treated him again. I just kind of strung him along with the text so that he would be nice. And you and know not, what? And not ruin my life. And that I understand. Mm -hmm. That I understand, understand because that from the woman's perspective. Yes, because way back, way back in the day, I was with a a, a, a chick like that, and then she threatened me that she was going to tell people that I was with her, and I didn't want anybody to know. Wait, was and this so, a pro? 
Yeah, and okay. she kind of, you know, so I, I strung her along, strung her along, flew her to a couple of cities, and then one time I flew her to Miami. She loved it there. Uh, she left with some dude, and I was like, thank God, and that was You're it. You're off the hook. But I literally hung out with her. To keep her to from. To keep her from telling people that I was with a, a, a paid prostitute. Yeah. Well, now you've just done that. <laughs> Yeah, but now I'm a different person. I'm okay. Bro, if time is literally, if you come to see my show, I literally talk about in 1996. It's a true story, by the way, and I can't finish it here because of how graphic it is, but you got to be at a fancy hotel in Houston if you want to finish it. Yeah, yeah. No, this was was way beyond that. This was so Ron Jeremy in 1996 (laughs) introduced me to a trans. And didn't tell me she used to be a dude. Okay. And we went full on. And it was like a crazy thing. I can't talk about it because it's... You have talked about this publicly before, though, or is this first time ever? No, I do it on stage now. But this year was the first year I started doing it. Yeah, but I would assume it was a joke. (laughs) If I saw you do it at your stage set, I would assume, okay... It like, every comedian's got a midget story. Every <laughs> you know no, I mean? this was a real story, bro. Oh, yeah, this was a real story. And and what happened was, I can't really talk about it other than to, because it's graphic to say that in the middle of it, I had to stop and go look. There's something that's not something normal not here, right. and I need to know what it is, <laughs> right? And then it just went on from there. And then we got graphic about what's the difference and all this stuff. And it was, yeah, but, you know, it, it took me this long to be able to to come out and tell people, like, yeah, that happened to me when I was, you know, in 96. I was with the trans, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you were you mad at Ron at the at the I was at the, mad at the but person? not for the reasons that you would think. I I literally I wish I could tell you, but it's literally too graphic for the air. But you can tell it at the show. Oh, to, last night they they heard it last night. Okay, <laughs> if you want to hear the rest of this story, this is the best plug for. Oh the no, I'm not even trying to do it on no, purpose. But it but it, but it but is. It works, if you so. want to hear the rest of the story? You'll tell it at seven thirty and again at night. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. I'll tell you up until the part where I can't tell you. So I was going, okay, there's something not right here. I can't, but I'd already been, I'm old, I was old enough at the time to know I can't say, like, what's wrong with your vagina. You know what I mean? <laughs> because at that moment, you get, I have injury endometriosis and it's painful and you're lucky I'm even doing it for you. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to go, what do I do? So I literally thought in my head, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll choke her out a little bit. <laughs> right? And when she coughed, <gasps> The Kegel didn't happen. The squeeze. Oh, my God. Did they see what I'm saying? It's yeah, too graphic. I think that we're right on that and edge That's right my now. point. So, anyway. But, f- Ron Jeremy, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Oh. So that story, you can go from beginning to ending, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know what? I'm not proud. I'm not, I'm not, I, I got, it's just, it is what it is. I don't know what to say. <laughs> two shows tonight, two shows Show tomorrow. tomorrow. You get the tranny story four times. <laughs> not just that. And this was another true story. I ended up with another man's, you know, in my hand uh, earlier this year at an orgy. That's real, too. <laughs> yes. You tell that story. I tell that story, too. Oh my gosh! I tell, but Plus that story ends so on, amazing, it, so amazing. The the orgy story? Yes, yeah, it's so, so was amazing. It, was it a group group? Oh, so I got, <laughs> no. What happened what was, in order to get in, you had to do uh, ecstasy pills. I'd never done that before. Wait, wait, wait. Was it at a club or something? No, it's at a residence. Yacht. It's at a yacht. yacht. So you a had to yacht. do an ecstasy pill because in order to get in, so that they knew that you weren't 
uh, affiliated. Are you with cool, the, man? With the with <laughs> with the law enforcement. <laughs> for me, because for me, it was like, why do we got to do this? And they're like, to make sure you're not a cop. I'm like, <laughs> I have specials. What? I look yeah. at her like, do you really think that I've been undercover for 33 years so that I can catch you on this yacht doing stuff? Really? So what happens is nobody told me. I had done other types of drugs. Molly, which hits you pretty quick. So here's the problem. I don't know if you've like ever done an edible compared to smoking, but with edibles, it takes you a really long time to feel it. It's the same thing with an ecstasy pill. It oh, takes but, one hour. But listen. In that period of time where it doesn't hit, you're thinking, well, I didn't do enough, so you take a bunch more. That's what I did. Yeah. I did one. It didn't <laughs> kick in. An hour later, I doubled hey, up. Give me another one. Bro, I was in the corner doing things to myself for three hours, <laughs> trying to get ready for the moment. I do you think, know what I'm saying? I think we've traced back patient zero for monkeypox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brain was ready to go. Dude, my penis was like, finish him. It was just out, bro. So anyway, I have no peripheral vision. My pupils are dilated. The light is hitting me on the side, and I can't see, dude. So this chick across the room leans in to, like, come and get some. I start walking toward her with my hand out as I'm going to walk toward her breast. Dude, I swear to God, I didn't even realize that there was a dude, like a peanut butter cup commercial. It's not even, he's walking toward me. I'm walking. I don't see him. I don't know if he sees he got, me. He got his chocolate and your peanut butter? He, yes. <laughs> he got, uh, you know what I mean? So I ended up with him in my hand, and I swear to God, I didn't know what to do, so I literally shook his penis. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I, could, I, I go like this. My name is Carlos. How you doing, sir? I'm not even kidding. The, the rest of this has got to be on stage. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it, I think that we have reached I agree. the end of I completely, our, yes. You know, when, I you, walk, we, we, when we, you walk past a yard and there's a mean dog you. and he's at the yeah. very end of yeah. that chain, yeah. that's where we are. I hear you. Okay. Tight tease. I, I told you we can't tell his stuff. I told you. <laughs> he's biting your ankles now. <laughs> All right. We're going to let you go. Okay. Not because you went over a line or anything. Uh -huh. You did that with the mayor <laughs> stuff, but... <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was? But, but By I, the way, Mayor, I, it wasn't about you. It right. was a hypothetical mayor. It wasn't you personally. Right. Somebody who doesn't have a reputation. <laughs> you know why I thought Mayor? Because I immediately went to the one mayor in, in D.C. who got caught with hookers and oh, cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right? Two shows. Mary Barris smoking crack. That's why I went to Mayor. <laughs> okay, My apologies. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can see Carlos' two shows tonight. I'm going to be out there uh, tonight. We will have a good time, brother. People always want to know, uh, if I see you someplace, can I eat? Of course. Absolutely. Right. Come up and say hi. Come say, Give him sure. a big hug, a big jump right on him. No, just kidding. Sorry. Right. If you just notice me looking at my him, watch, your time's up. And Nico's yeah. opening. <laughs> and if you're Nico's gay with a boil, too. just kiss him. Just yeah. give him a big, yeah. juicy Make kiss. Sure the wound is open. <laughs> <laughs> and Nico is uh, MC. So. I am. And yeah. opening, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Very fun. All right. Uh, thank you, Carlos. Great <laughs> to see I you. I love you guys. Man. All right. Love you, too. You're the best. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got just a little bit of time to wrap up the show, get some station business done. We'll do that as the Buzz Adams Morning Show uh, continues right after this. The local guys. The morning show that's live and local. I'm a big stupid jerk. I'm a pain in your ass. My name's Capowitz. All right, here is El Paso Sports Hall of Famer, broadcast legend, 
and host of Sports Talk on our partner station, 600 ESPN El Paso, Steve Kaplowitz. Good morning, Cappy. Hey, good morning. Uh, tough act to follow with yeah. great uh, Carlos Mencia, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> well, uh, it's just dawned on me that a week from tomorrow, we're going to have minor football at Sun Bowl. I'm ready. Aren't you ready? You know, yeah. what, you know what was great today, by the way? I'm looking forward to it. Got plans to go. Your brother invited me to, to go. <laughs> really? With him, yeah. Wow. So that's what I'm going to do. In the good seats. I, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's impressive. Uh, that That's good for you. I'm, I'm, you'll, you'll love that. By the way... Um, so yeah, but you know what your brother's move is. One time I was with your brother at a game, and this was a good game. Mm-hmm. This had come down. There were like t- three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it was tied. And he's like, "Let's beat the traffic." He's notorious. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. That. And and listen, I get that. I do. But you know, here's the thing: Saturday, it's gonna be sold out. So it's like, if you want to beat the traffic, I that that's a legitimate conversation. If there's forty five thousand people at the Sun Bowl, but you know what? My attitude is: yeah, look, they got a great game, and the miners have are you yeah, know, game, have a chance to win. Or even if the miners are winning, and you want to see them get that win, you stay you stay until the end of the game. I My I hate, I hate leaving a sports I event early. I am I'm with the you. same. I mm-hmm. am also. I don't and care I about traffic. I openly judge people that do. Sorry, oh, Matt. But. There you go. You should. I would I would judge them, too. <laughs> um, that that That's the exact truth. And by the way, um, so this morning, while you all were on the air, about 6.30 or so, I go outside, right? And it is beautiful. Or like probably low 60s, mm-hmm. little wind and cloudy outside. And I said, you know what? Now we're starting to feel like it's football weather. It's starting to finally dawn on me that we're out of the hundreds and maybe the nineties, and now we're getting to the point where it starts to it's starting to feel a little bit like uh, like we could get some fall here soon. I'm excited about yeah. that. We are about just a little over a month away from fall. Mm-hmm. So I think I know. the first day of fall is. September 21st this year, I believe. Okay. Well, you're okay. better than that than I am. All yeah. I know is it didn't, you know, the sun wasn't out and, and just, you know, shining in your face. It was nice. So, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm a fan of that. Like, I don't, okay, I like cold more than hot, number one, I, when it comes to weather. I do. And when it is cloudy or overcast, a little light breeze, and it's in like the 60s, to me, that is the ultimate weather. If I could choose anything, that's probably tops on my list, you know? Well, no, part of it's also that that's so unusual. Right, it's so Paso, rare. Mm-hmm. You know? we'll, well, we'll have days up near 100 in October. Yes, <laughs> so, right, yes. You know? Right, but when I go, like, when I when I used to go uh, visit one of my brothers when he was in, living in San Diego, that was kind of the norm, was that nice breeze, that 70 oh, no. degree that's weather. That's why people and, want to live in San Diego. First of all, it's beautiful, but also the weather is almost always perfect. Mm-hmm. It is. Almost always perfect. Yes, that's yeah, true. They, they were 75 and sunny. We were Every there, day. we went yeah. to the San Diego Zoo, and everybody was complaining about the heat, mm. and it was 87, with no <laughs> humidity. Now listen, It was um, like 87, no humidity, and they're like, I don't know how I'm going to survive this. We took, we took a summer trip about five years ago to San Diego, and we did it all. We did the zoo, we did SeaWorld, we did a Padres game, the animal park, and, and the day we were at the zoo, it was unseasonably hot, and that sun was, it felt like an El Paso summer day, really? mm-hmm. and it was miserable, because it was so hot. Normally, you know, it's it's perfect weather-wise, yeah. but even San Diego can get hot sometimes. I agree, though. That weather, it's you have the smell of rain, mm-hmm. overcast, 
still warm enough. You don't need a jacket. And I got to turn off my sprinklers this week. That was a dream <laughs> come the true. Because, you know, the sprinklers, uh, first off, it's hard enough to water your grass the way they tell you to water it and not kill your lawn during the summers in El Paso. I mean, let's be honest. You water three days a week when it's 100 and something degrees outside for a month plus, you're you're going to have patches of dead grass. You you almost have to break the rules if you want your grass to look good mm-hmm. well, I think during the, the rules summer. Is you, don't, you don't water when it's 100 degrees outside if you want that you bed. have to you can though it's isn't no, it just why do you days? say you have to well, no I'm, I'm not talking about watering in the middle of the day you water it in the middle of the night when it's in like you know when it's when it's not yeah. sunny out but what i'm saying is is that even if you water your lawn when it's dark out right whether it's the end of the day or the beginning of the next day um it's still 100 degrees. Your grass is still going to die. Like, you you have to give it extra water during the summer if you expect your grass to, to look good. You just can't do it the way they, they, they want you to do it. Let me just real quick. Uh, I didn't know we were doing a weather segment, but let's, let's <laughs> no, go ahead right. and do it. Uh, looks like we've got about a 50% chance of rain. Today? Yeah, today. Uh, overnight, though, that's when we're really seeing this wall of rain come into the El Paso area, an 80 to 90% chance overnight. Good. Then tomorrow, more thunderstorms throughout the day and substantial chances of rain, 40 to 60% on Saturday. A little less on Sunday, but we're still going to see that chance of rain through Sunday and even through most of next week. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, you know so. what that means, right? I wonder if we're going to see those those black um, beetles, those those fearless things that just bombard you when you're at the uh, sporting events. Remember those last uh, year? Yeah. Those what things is- are just, uh, they're like stink bugs. I don't know. They're All I know is when the games come on and people are sitting down, those things just decide they want to watch too. <laughs> they do. They right. want to be part of the game. They will fly into your face and they, smack you in the face. They will. Yeah. And they're also on the field during the mm-hmm. games. And they become part of the football game, so yeah. you'll see them all over the field. So yeah, that that could be uh, that's usually part of the um, you know, the rain that we get. To. Well, what can you tell us about the team this year, Steve? Well, Buzz, let me get started by telling you that UTEP right now, um, you know, is closed practice for the next uh, eight days. That. Is that because of Colin Deaver? No. Did you know that? No, it's not Colin's fault. Oh, okay. Um, I heard it might have been a question he asked. So what happened was, was that um, uh, Dana Dimmel, who's always had open practices and been very, very um, easygoing when it comes to letting fans and media watch, um, said earlier in the week, listen, I don't want to comment on injured players and I don't want to talk about the too deep. So what happens? The next day, um, Brett Bloomquist from the El Paso Times tweets out a couple of too deep related uh, thoughts that um, oh. that coach wasn't happy about. Now, what, is, what is too deep? Too deep is uh, your starters and your backups. Okay. You know, right. you're too deep. So it's like, it's like your your list of who's going to play and then the backups behind oh, them. Okay. So anyway, um, the tweets have since been deleted, but uh, Coach Dimmel has decided no more access to the media before the uh, North Texas game. Now practices are closed to everybody, and that way nothing leaks before uh, Saturday's home opener and season opener against North Texas. And I'll be honest with you. I have absolutely no problem with this whatsoever as a member of the media. Number one, when somebody asks you not to do something and you do it, bad things will probably happen as a result. Uh, number two, 
A lot of wait, wait, but he didn't ask a question. He tweeted about it, right? Yeah, he tweeted. He tweeted something that he saw at practice that was relating to the team's position specifically that were in question. Right, walk, walk me and, through this. So the concern yeah. is that that information is going to get to the North Texas exactly team? because it's exactly. injury related. So. Believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy to you. Why don't they just fly an assistant coach out to go to the open practice? They <laughs> could. They could do that. They could. And, 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 and be a spy. Um, <laughs> ask Ask Bill Belichick. Yeah, about ask that. Bel- yeah. Belichick yes. about that. So but here's the thing, okay? And this is the honest to God truth. Number one, opposing coaches do look at Twitter to get any kind of a competitive advantage on their opposition before a game. They absolutely do, especially a season opener. And that is the norm. And number two, so so many teams are paranoid about giving out this kind of information that, I'll just take North Texas as an example. They tweeted out four photos from a practice on Tuesday. And when they showed the picture of the ball in the line of scrimmage and the offense and defense lining up before the snap, they blurred out numbers so you could not see <laughs> who was actually on the line getting ready to practice. Now, here's what's really interesting. Well, obviously, if you look at, if when, you you're look hope, at when you're aiming for a national championship like North year, Texas, you've got to keep yeah. everything secret. But like North Texas, so here's the deal, okay? UTEP's best player on the defensive line is Praise Amehule. He's unbelievable. Matter of fact, you got to get him on the show. He's Great. the most personable, friendly person you'll ever Great talk to. Great name. Yeah. Praise Amehule. It's incredible. He's from Nigeria. Anyway, the, the area of the photo that North Texas blurred out is the exact positions that line up opposite praise. So they don't want to give UTEP any hint as to the personnel that are currently practicing on the first team that are going up against praise in the UTEP's defense. So the North Texas uh, staff purposely blurred that out. And that's the game that is what college football right, is. Right. Because unlike the NFL, college football does not have to post their injury report. Mm-hmm. They don't have they could be completely secretive. They don't even have to put out a two deep if they don't want to. They could just put out their roster and make everybody guess. There is yeah. there is no rules for what college football teams have to do before a football game. So a lot of these teams go in as a total mystery, mm-hmm. and you have to try to figure out from last year's tape what they're going to do. But if players have graduated from last year and they're not there this year, you don't know for sure who's going to play. It's a mystery in a guessing game right up until the time when they kick the ball off. All right, without giving away any secrets, what are the what are our strengths and weaknesses sure. this year for minor football? Uh, UTEP strengths, without a doubt. They've got uh, a veteran offense, uh, 9 of 11 starters back. Their starting quarterback, Gavin Hardison, returns. They've got the two-headed monster at running back of Ronald A. Watt and uh, Deion Hankins. Uh, receivers are going to be the big question because they lost Jacob Cowing. He went to Arizona, and Justin Garrett graduated. So Tyron Smith is going to be the leading receiver this year, but then there's going to be some other guys working themselves in, whether it's Jeremiah Ballard or other players. So receivers are a little bit of a question mark because Cowing and Garrett did so well last year. They caught about 75% of all the passes from, from Hardison. So that's a little bit of an unknown. On the defensive side of the ball, UTEP has probably the best defensive front four in all of Conference USA. Uh, led by Praise and Mayhule and uh, Jadrian Taylor. They're nicknamed as Shake and Bake uh, from uh, <laughs> yes, that's right, uh, from Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights, Shake mm-hmm. and Bake. Uh, Not and, Walker in Texas 
Texas Ranger? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good too. That, I like I like that part. Um, but yeah, and then they've also got uh, you know solid returners at uh, the linebacking uh, core. Uh, defensive back will be a little bit of a question because there are some new personnel coming at the cornerback spot. So we'll see how that goes this year. Um, but for the most part, you know, UTEP's strength is their front four and and then their linebacker. So if they can get good pressure on opposing offenses and disrupt things in the bat, and you know before they can throw the football, uh, I think UTEP's defense has a chance to be really, really good this year. And then it's all up to Gavin Hardison. If the quarterback takes the next step and jumps up to one of the top quarterbacks in the conference, then the Miners can win a lot of football games. Do you think he can do that? Absolutely. Uh, he's wearing number two this year. That's Luke Laufenberg's uh, number, so he's going to be wearing the Laufenberg number all season. I heard Babe has uh, shown up uh Oh, yeah. Quite a bit this year. Babe was about two or three weeks ago. He was at practice for UTEP. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he has gotten Troy Aikman to be very big on UTEP. So uh, Aikman is following the minors. Um, he's been donating huge dollars to uh, UTEP for the uh, Luke Laufenberg smoothie station that they now have to give to players after all the practices. So that's been really cool. And, uh, yeah, we interviewed Troy when he came out with his beer, his mm, eight lager. And he talked about how, uh, you know, other than SMU, which is the school his daughter's going to, UTEP is the only other school he cares about right now in college uh, sports. But besides, I guess it was also um, UCLA where he where he played. Uh, right. so, Once a Sooner, always yeah. a Sooner. <laughs> he didn't mention Oklahoma since he transferred <laughs> right. from there. Um, so, that's right. 30-second uh, clock here. What else do we need to know about in sports in El Paso? Well, I mean, you've got high school football starting next weekend. That's important. Mm-hmm. Cowboys play again uh, tomorrow, so exhibition football is continuing. We'll have uh, that on KLAQ. That's right. Chihuahuas are on the road. Uh, they're in Round Rock this weekend. You can listen to that on 600 ESPN El Paso. And uh, it's just a, it's like the best sports time right now. I heard you already talked about Deshaun Watson before I could even get into that conversation. Yeah, we did. So oh, Deshaun Watson... Is he more upset about the extra, I guess, five games that he's going to have to miss or the $5 million fine that he's going to have to pay? Uh, I would say the games because he signed a $200-plus million contract. He's going to make a ton of money. So for him, I think the $5 million is no big deal. It's the games that probably bother him. But he's still got less than a season's worth of a suspension, so that's a big win. He'll be back uh, for the 12th game is, you know who? Cowboys, Houston. Oh, really? Yeah. Houston, I wonder if Texas. they did that. I wonder if they did that purposely. Do you think? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I like that. See, I'm, be su- fun. I'm such a. I, I am. I, I just go down the wrong uh, roads when it comes to the NFL. I think they planned all this. I think the <laughs> NFL P- Players Association, the first year for this, they were like, "We're going to come out. We're going to give them six games, and then and the then NFL is going to come the, and put the hammer down and Roger give them gets 11. to sweep in yeah. like the and night yeah, on, the, yeah, the, the, and everyone's like." Yeah, good job, NFL. Gave yeah, you really showed games. Them. And, and he's going to be playing at the Texans game, uh, the first game back. What is that in Houston or in Cleveland? Do we know? I believe it's in Houston. Oh, my it God. It is in Houston. Be, that'll be crazy. Yeah. Fun stuff. All right. Thank you, Cappy. Have a good weekend. All right, have Thanks, a great Steve. weekend. Let's All take right. a break, and we'll come back, wrap up the show, get the weekend started. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is headed your way right after this. It looks like everyone has agreed. Coming back. Five, four, three. Let me uh, take care of some station business here. The weekend will well and truly be underway at 5 o'clock. That's when we roll the weekend starter six-pack on KLAQ. Every Friday at 5 o'clock, you get six in a row from one of your favorite artists. And this is going to be pretty heavy today Mm -hmm. because we get six in a row from Pantera. That's right. 
Six in a row from Pantera coming your way at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Oh, I love that food chain. No, they, they sell Pantera, really good. not Panera. Okay. <laughs> from Panera Bread you came, and to Panera Bread you shall return. Mm, one of our favorite quotes from what we do in the shadows. So, Get ready for uh, Pantera and six in a row. It's the Weekend Starter Six Pack brought to you by Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. So we have a celebrity death to tell you about. Oh, no. Uh, Joanna, did you find it? Oh, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> because I'm amazing. You're welcome. You are amazing. Oh, no. Why is it not playing? Uh, <laughs> we do have a celebrity death. All right. Diane Lucky. Diane Lucky. Who went by the name Q Lazarus. Okay. Passed away. She was 59, which... Just strikes me as very, very young these days. Very but young. she did the song that <laughs> the killer dances to in Silence of the Lambs. So let me do my impression. But this is Buffalo Bill. Yes, please do mm-hmm. so. And now make sure you're tucking. You don't actually have to tuck it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, today would have been a great day for me to wear a kimono so you could have done it. <laughs> yeah, I need a kimono. So that you could do the beautiful dance. Put your arms up. He does a lot of arm action. Oh yes, God. there you go. Get it, Buzz. Why didn't I take a video sooner? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you really dropped the ball there. Oh, Q Lazarus passed away. Rest Now do the quotes. Do it. Do you want to f- me? I would f- me. I would f- me so hard. <laughs> I love I love his voice. Like the first time he he uh, when he nabs the congresswoman, the senator's daughter, she's like, because he's got a fake cast on. Do you need some help with that? Oh, could you? <laughs> <laughs> It puts lotion on its skin and does this when it's told or else it gets the hose again. (laughs) So, supposedly, Mm -hmm. director Jonathan Demme, who directed Silence of the Lambs, discovered Q Q Lazarus Mm -hmm. when he was in a taxi and she was the taxi driver and she played him as a demo. (laughs) Wow. He first used this song, Goodbye Horses, in the 1988 movie Married with the Mob. A different one of her songs he put in 1986 is Something Wild, and then he used Goodbye Horses for that very famous scene. He wasn't even a movie, uh, he wasn't even a music producer. He was a movie director. And he, yeah. yeah, he met this lady, she played some of the stuff, and he's like, yeah, it's good, I could put that in some of my movies. Can you bring it up a little bit? Let me hear a little more. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, Can I tell you, I always thought this was, a, I thought this was a dude singing. I did too. It's not the entire no, time. her name is Diane Lucky. You couldn't tell by Q Lazarus. I know, but I always thought that this was a song by, I don't know, The Cure or The Smiths or something. Yeah. <laughs> was she right. a one-hit wonder? Back in those days, you didn't really know who was singing there. <laughs> did she, was she a one-hit wonder or did she come out with any... I, I, I think this song is known mostly from that scene in that movie. I don't know that she ever had any commercial success or that she ever sold a bunch of albums. Or I, w- I don't know if this was a hit, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of gross, but the woman from the R. Kelly sex tape, the P-tape. 
Yep. Oh. Testified oh. against him yesterday. And it's kind of uncomfortable talking about because when that tape was made, she was 14. Yeah. Uh, the woman who was the 14-year-old girl in that sex tape testified against R. Kelly yesterday in a Chicago courtroom. R. Kelly's facing federal charges of child pornography, enticing minors for sex, and other crimes. He's already serving a 30-year sentence for similar charges in New York. Uh, the woman, who's 37 now, is identified only as Jane. So like a Jane Doe type of situation. She says that she had sex with, Kel- with R. Kelly hundreds of times when she was still a minor. Before and after that infamous tape. Uh, she says Where she was- were her parents? Man, I don't know. I mean, that's a question. Anytime you hear about a kid getting into any kind of stuff, you want to know where their parents yeah. were, making sure this kind of stuff didn't happen. Now, this woman, who we only know as Jane, refused to testify in R. Kelly's 2008 mm-hmm. child pornography That's trial. how he beat the rap, right? Yes, that helped him beat the rap. She says at the time, she didn't want him to get in trouble, so maybe she still had like feelings for him or whatever there are a couple of movies out today uh notably first of all beast i've seen commercials for this it's like idris elba and his family are being attacked by lions have you seen oh yeah yeah for that one uh he takes his daughters on a trip to south africa they're stalked by a vicious man-eating lion aren't they all man-eating lions no no there's some lions that don't eat uh, humans? Yeah, most lions don't eat humans. Even even uh, a lion that might maul a human, like if you get too close to their cubs, so they're or not anything, considered they don't, man. We're uh, not a great species. we're not a great food source for them. Got it, got it. We're not their first choice. In fact, oh, they say they that when us. there is a man eating lion, it's usually an injured or um, a lot of times the the lion might have an impacted tooth, which makes it hard for him to eat more difficult prey or it might be an older so yeah they're not typically man eaters whoa here she comes she's a man (laughs) there are man eating tigers though like in india those that get like a taste for human Uh, oh really again interesting they think that in many many of these cases it's you know their regular food supply or just encroachment by humans in their territory has scared off all their normal prey humans really aren't any animal's first source (laughs) when it comes to food apparently we don't taste that great and orphan first kill it's the prequel to orphan and the little girl returns as the little girl yes is that the way you understand it yeah but this is a firm is back Orphan, even more. And did this orphans. movie come out like a decade ago? It did. So yeah. she's a decade at least older, maybe 15 years yeah. older, playing a younger version of what she played in The Orphan that's outrated R today in Julia St- uh, Stiles. Orphan, the orphaning. Uh, all right, uh, we got to wrap things up. Weekend's ready to start. Have a great weekend. Uh, remember, we're going to see some rain this weekend, so take that into account.